Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Wednesday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the General Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark General. We have navigated our way through another Tuesday. Coaster Bob, time for some. Hump day for others. First Friday miracle for all. What's going on, man? Good to talk to you. Oh, it's good to talk to you, Beam. Uh, it's a Monday or Wednesday, I guess. Wednesday? I don't know. Weekend day for me. Yep. Um, don't really want to talk about baseball. Baseball, the baseball season's over now. Correct. So can... I will not watch another pitch of this uh, baseball I'm probably, season. I'm probably there with you. Um, always second guess everything. Try to figure out if there's something better to do. Yep. Better way to handle it. At least the Jackets uh, got their first win. Yeah, they did. And it Four wasn't three looking, overtime. It wasn't looking good because it was two nothing early in the game, and I uh, wasn't feeling good about anything yesterday. No, it was very bad. And then Bob, you tie the game up at two apiece swiftly to give up the leading goal about forty seconds later. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but the good news is that they did come back and Four they established overtime. their first points of the season, which is nice. Was that the third game? Fourth game? Fourth. Fourth game. Yeah. So zero and three. Oh, goodness. Finally get the win there. So that's good. Tribe, just mm-hmm. I awful. Know. I know. I'm with awful. you. I shut it off after the first home run. I was close. Why am I going to watch the rest of them and just get drug along? I was, if there's a great comeback, Twitter will let me know, and I can get in, get back in the game. Yeah, but I'm not going to sit there and just watch them bleed out on the table. Yeah. Meredith Momoy says, uh, being a sports fan, tread, tread, trudge, then you die. And yeah. that's uh, basically what you did yesterday up in the Bronx. The guards go down 5-1 to one in that. Yankees dancing on to the ALCS. We'll break that game a little bit down uh, coming up in a little bit of time. Did you watch Did you watch House of the Dragon? I did. We watched that as a matinee okay, in the middle of the day. That was good. The Beast Beneath, the boards. Uh, that was good. There was a lot there to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy smokes. <laughs> I love the nice debauchery and depravity you find in King's Landing. Oh, yeah. Flea, Flea Bottom. Bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Really seems like a place that Shark would thrive. Oh, yeah. Got everything you want. Humans fighting humans? That yeah. sounds perfect. Of like, Kids? you know, seven years old, yeah. six years old. Why not? Got all the good stuff going on. I'm telling you, man, that was probably the first episode where it felt like peak, when you throw it back in the time machine, where it felt like peak actually Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. A lot of movement, a lot of things going on. You don't know how it's going to end. The immediate grab for power never ceases to amaze me in Westeros. Yeah, King's Landing. It's like, you think they're going to send a raven? Let Rhaenyra know that, hey, it's your time to sit on the no throne. Way. No chance. You're not here. Too late. Sorry. And the fact that Aegon, too, by the way, if you haven't watched it, it's Wednesday. You should probably get caught up on that. The fact, too, that Aegon wanted nothing to do with the throne. Nothing to do, nothing to do, nothing to do, nothing to do. Okay, you're going to be knighted. We're going to put the crown on your head. And then that boy is drunk on power. Well, that's the way it always works, <laughs> yeah. man. No one wants power until they have it all, and they realize, man, this is... Uh, it's pretty nice. It's a pretty nice deal. Now I can do even more of what I wanted That's to right. before, and no one can say a word. So, he's got that going for him. 
curious to see how episode 10 will wrap up the season. I heard, I don't know if it was either that or Ring, I think it was I think it was House of Dragon where someone said the next, it's going to be over a year. I told you that, 2024 is going to be the next time that comes out. Is that real? Yeah. That's the thing? It's horrible. Where did you see that beam? On the Twitter machine. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's accurate, but that sounds absolutely atrocious. Now, I will say this. I'm sure it got delayed the release during COVID because they probably wanted to release it in the spring like they normally did with Game of Thrones. But obviously COVID probably pushed it back. They didn't want to hold it until another spring. So if if you're telling me that they're going to start releasing it 2024 in the springtime. Pre-production of House of Dragons Season 2 is going to start in October. Why has so it not started month. already? The actual filming won't be until March through June in Spain. And it won't be released until 2024. They're going to start filming it next year. Season 2. Why, you already why you, locked yourself into however many seasons. You got free reign on HBO for as much as you want. You want that nine o'clock spot on a Sunday night? Poof, it's yours. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's bad planning, is what it was. That is, uh, yeah. They better be putting it out in the spring then too. I'm not waiting till fall of 2024. Well, they said it. Yeah, they might wrap it up and. Yeah, you're right. If we get all the way around to springtime, 2024. I can I can be okay with a year and a half. Year I'm, not, and a half. I'm not waiting two full years. That'd be tough. The thing is, they've got a lot of momentum. It's it's bad on their part. I mean, right. You wait, people will lose interest. The ADD society, people don't even want to wait a year. What have I you done for me lately, society? Exactly. Give me something more. Give me something good. How's Shark doing this morning? I asked him. He's okay. He's all right. How you doing for everybody out there? I'm fine. I uh, enjoyed that Blue Jackets victory last night, and I uh, I moved on to the NBA season. Yep. Cavs playing tonight. Hey. Oh, that's terrible. All you can ask for, Shark. Zero interest in the NBA starting right of now. Of course you have zero interest, just like you have zero interest in golf and <laughs> baseball and Anything I watch golf after, after the football. So you watch the four majors, but it, and, then and he you, watches the live tour. And then you told me that the first two rounds of the majors don't even matter. They so. don't because those people aren't playing on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. They have zero chance of winning. So you're interested in eight rounds of golf a year? Yeah, pretty much. As long as it's not a nice day outside, it doesn't conflict with. I was going to say eight rounds of golf for you seems pretty high. It really does. <laughs> yeah, that seems pretty high. Eight full rounds. Probably not. Mostly, maybe three and a half the Sundays. Mm-hmm. And the PGA, since they moved it into August, uh, in the fall, when is it August now? No, it's springtime. Yeah, springtime. That's right, they moved it off of that. Yeah, so, um, all right, yeah, I'd say probably three and a half rounds of that. I have no interest in winter sports until football season's over. That's the reality. Starting, they've got a swim meet this weekend. My kids, they've got basketball practice starting November 1st. Like, NBA starting now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can handle hockey. Jacket's been playing for a week. I know I can handle hockey because it's it's here. Yeah, but as far as just general NBA, get out of town. Who, who watches? I would love to see what the numbers look like in, until Christmas Day. You want to start at December first? I can be cool with that. But you got about six weeks in there that you don't need. Play more back to backs. Tell the players this is what's going to happen. If they don't want to do it, then that's fine. They can sit out. Cavs are in uh, Toronto tonight. So Shark, the Guardians did. They got you all the way to basketball season. So we're going to be good. you got basketball and hockey to look forward to. Of course, Buckeyes resuming action uh, this Saturday against Iowa. So that'll take you all the way to the New Year. Browns, they'll get you into January. Yeah, and, as soon as the Cavs end in April, the, the Guardians start back up. Amazing. 
Look at you. You get a full 365 on yep, your platter. You absolutely. know that? That's uh, fantastic stuff. we got a busy show lined up today. Mark Scheig of the Hockey Riders. He's going to join us at 735. Jackets off the schneid. Big win last night against Vancouver. He's going to join us coming up here at 735. And then at 835, our good friend from Letterman Row, Spencer Holbrook, he will join us, and we will talk some Buckeyes with Oh, him. boy. That's right. The man who they call Chives. Buckeye time. Buckeyes and Hawkeyes Saturday at noon over at the Horseshoe. Before we get to anything else today, it is Wednesday, October 19, 2022. Time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. All right, General, what do you got lined up for us this morning, bud? Oh, goodness gracious. October 19th. Inside of two weeks, remaining in the month, will be to Halloween before you know it. The 292nd day of the year with a mere 73 days remaining. Uh, 1781, Siege of Yorktown comes to the comes to an end. Everybody's cleared out. Boom, America is now finally has kicked the British from their shores. 1789, John Jay is sworn in as the first Chief Justice of the United States of America. A uh, little World War Two, no, World War Two news: The U.S. forces land in the Philippines, beginning to storm an island hop as Douglas MacArthur, the commander of the Pacific Theater, is grinding them over through there. Uh, 1960, uh, after Cuba going full communist there and aligning themselves with the Soviet Soviets, the United States imposes a near total trade embargo mm. with our neighbors to the south, which Beam still is basically in existence today. They know they've lightened some of it up, but... Still go to Cuba? I think you can get to Cuba. Uh, you may have to go through somewhere else first. I don't know if the government really wants you going there. I thought a couple of years ago we they were... They opened it back up, yeah. but I don't know what the status is now. Uh, get those Cuban cigars? Well, especially with... You can get those without it. I yeah, mean, that's true. Yeah, you have some good smugglers beam. I don't know, but they always appear everywhere. You can buy them through other countries. When we were in Canada this past weekend, I mean, it was like everywhere. Cuban cigars, Cuban cigars, Cuban cigars, because they obviously don't have the trade in bargain yeah, with them. and you can buy them, obviously, when you're in the Caribbean and other yeah. places, too. And, uh, some rough news for the stock market, which has looked a little better the past couple of days. Uh, Black Monday, Shark mm. probably remembers that. Dow falls by 22% Ooh. in one day. Ooh. Shark, how's that sound for you? What year? 1987. Oh, man, I don't remember that. Kind of like the crypto market right now. Black Tuesday, but not Black Monday. Yeah, doubt. well, Black Tuesday, that's what it was in uh, Australia because they were dead ahead oh. of us. <laughs> Good call, Bob. <laughs> it also it made that note uh, in here. Yeah, 1980. Oh, really? Yeah, 1987. Where are we at here? 1987. Black Monday, Dow Falls. 22%, 508 mm. points. Mm. Obviously not huge. 508 back points. Well, yeah, because the Dow at that point, yeah. I think, was in, you know, was it probably 3,000? I know like how that, none of that works. Oh, I don't well, understand. When it. people stop buying things, well, the price yeah, goes down. I get that, but when the market crashed in 29, Bob lost nine points. Yeah. Well, Sent us into a depression and everything else. It's all relative based upon what the wealth is, so... Yeah, 22-point drop. Mm. Fairly big when you start talking about retirement and everything else. You wouldn't have been able to retire that next year. No, Bob, but in 87, I was only 27 years old. I wasn't even thinking yeah, about so you retirement. Didn't, you didn't care about any of that then. You were just a young shark out That's there right. grinding away. Swimming in the open oceans. Head down, working the very best you can. Mm-hmm. Just trying to scratch a couple of nickels together. Uh, and then on this date, 2005, 
Shark's guy, Saddam Hussein, goes on trial for crimes against humanity. Good. Yeah, he used tear gas on his own people. Yeah, that's a bad, bad situation. Stuff. Not a good dude. I've, I inv- Ended pretty well for I him, I envisioned though. Baghdad a lot like King's Landing with what was going on over there. Maybe some of the little fights, the little mm-hmm. children fights over there. Go to the Silk Road beam. All kinds of uh, all kinds of things going on there in the capital city. Um, some birthdays today. Robert Reed, born on this date, nineteen thirty-two, passed away far too early in nineteen ninety-two. You know who Robert actor Robert Reed is? What he played? Yes, he was uh, Mike Brady. There's a story the of a lovely lady. Yes, also yeah. was uh, uh, Massa Reynolds in Roots. Yeah. So yes, Mike Brady, uh, Robert Reed, born on this date, 1932, 1945. Uh, John Lithlow, turning 77 years old. Uh, he's the dad on Third Rock from the Sun. He's been in a lot of other stuff. Um, taller, bald dude, beam. You know who I'm talking about. Oh yeah, um, I got him. I know him. Yeah, Lynn Dickey, 73 years old, longtime Green Bay quarterback. Related uh, to R.A. Dickey. That's a good question. Probably not. Shark okay. shaking his head no, but do you can that be confirmed? I don't know that for a fact, <laughs> honestly, but but Lynn and RA are about forty years to thirty five years apart. Nephew? I suppose. Son? I he could be. Shark just dismissed I, I, it. I did willy you know, nilly. I did. I didn't ask the guy was his brother. I mean yeah. obviously R. A. Dickey's significantly younger than Lynn Dickey. No, it doesn't say anything here okay. about R. A. Dickey. Uh but one of the great Green Bay quarterbacks. I believe he was the first to take him to the playoffs after the Lombardi era because they were bad for a long time. I'd like that after for them that. to come back. Well, they were, here's the thing about the Packers. Great in the 60s, bad for a long time. He made them okay in part of the 80s, and then they were bad again until Favre. I mean, they, the Packers have had, like, but then they've been really good for the last I'm 30 aware. years. I'm aware of that. But they've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back. Oh, goodness. Turning 60 years young today, Evander Holyfield. Wow. Yeah, one of the heavyweight champions of the world. Talked to Evander a couple of years ago when I was at the Super Bowl with the Roth Dog. That man has fists the size of mountains. Oh, yeah, dude. Brick fists. Dude. Yeah. He's hurt bombs. So happy 60th birthday to him. Shark, give me your top five favorite calves. That would be, uh, number one would be Austin Carr. Yep. Do that. Number two, Mark Price. Price. Yep. Number three, Kyrie Irving. Jeez. Number four. Mo Williams. <laughs> no. Um, gosh, I would say Anderson Verajan. Yeah, I love that. That's awful. I love, I love Anderson that. I told you he was a top five for Shark. I said it in jest when you were gone, but no question. Number five, Brad Doherty. No, probably <laughs> wouldn't be Doherty. Why not? Big Z, Zajurnas. No, it would probably... Uh, gosh, that's a good question. LeBron? Uh, maybe Jim Jones. The fact that LeBron isn't in there anywhere. That's crazy. And neither is Brad Doherty, who turns 57 today, Shark. 57. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I'm getting old. I don't know if you guys have noticed Started that. Started working as a commentator for NASCAR. Old. Yeah. Um, from North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yep. Number one go. pick. Absolutely. Had foot issues, was yep. it? Yep. That caused him to retire. I feel pretty good. Because he retired. Him and, him and Mark Price, man. They were getting it done, and then he fell apart. All the big men for the Cavs end up falling apart somehow. Can't get anybody to stay healthy. Brad Doherty, happy 57th birthday. John Favre, turning 56 years old. One of the great writers, actors. I mean, obviously. So I thought it was a different John Favreau who was in Swingers than the guy who did no, Star Wars. It's John the same, Favreau it's the is same the guy. same dude. It's the same guy. He's 50, 56. He's older. He was super young in Swingers. Yeah. Him and Vaughn. But yes, uh, 
Happy birthday, John Favreau. 56 years young. Jose Batista turning 42 years young. Is he still playing, Charlie? Joey Bats. No, he's done. Struck for, out too much. Well, he did, but he made a lot of money playing for the Jays. He had an awesome bat flip. Yes, he did. <laughs> That's Mount Rushmore of bat flips. And then also turning 42 today, wonder where he's on your Mount Rushmore of tribe players. Rajay Davis. Oh, I love oh, Rajay. Oh, gosh, I, had, I ate with Rajay uh, two weeks ago. Absolutely, wow. you did. I, yeah, it was good to see him. Did you ask him about the home run? I didn't, because I'm sure everybody else does. I didn't want to bring, I didn't want to act like a fan, Beam. I was a member of the media. You're a fanboy, Shark. You can say so you're getting a story. <laughs> yeah. We're right, putting together a story for Morning Juice tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some passing on this on this day, 2003, uh, the Road Warrior Hawk, mm. who uh, was part of the t- tag team, the Road Warriors, with the animal, James Laurinaitis' dad, both gone now. Hawk passing significantly sooner er, in 2003. Some holidays and observances. Dress like a dork day, so I'm glad you're celebrating, Shark. <laughs> Evaluate your life day. That seems appropriate for all Cleveland fans this morning, yeah, Shark. And me, really. And you. Evaluate Your Life Day, Global Dignity Day, Hagfish Day, International Gin and Tonic Day. Yeah, I can get behind that. You probably need some gin and juice right now, then. Yeah. And that's probably the way to, get, to go with that. Uh, International Print Day, uh, Love Your Body Day, Medical Assistance Rec- uh, Recognition Day, National Seafood Bisque Day. Not just a lobster bisque, but any type of fish in that bisque. A miratage. A miratage, if you will. New Friends Day. Rainforest Day. Support your local chamber of commerce day. Okay. Thank you, Cleaner Day. Unity Day. And World Pediatric Bone in Joint Day. Those are your historical events, your birthdays, your passings, your holidays and observances. For this date, October 19th, the 290. Second day next Thursday will be 300 beam with a mere 73 days remaining in this 2022. Very well done on that, General. As always, Guardians, their season came to a crashing halt yesterday. We'll get into that coming up next. Morning juice right here on the fan. There's no better way to start your morning. Well, there's one way, but Beamer isn't legally allowed to do that anymore. You're listening to Morning Juice. Morning juice right here on the fan. Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. On our way to 9 a.m. on this hump day edition of the program, General. Wow, you want to say this? Well, you can improve the look and value your home during the Nature Stone Great Garage Sales Event. This month only save up to 50% on any garage installation. Eliminate those slippery puddles, standing water in your garage. If you have that cracked, dangerous, ugly, uneven concrete, get it smoothed over with Nature Stone. And their exclusive Russell's Promise Satisfaction Guarantee ensures you'll never Replace your garage flooring again. Act now and save up to 50% during this limited time. Great garage sales event. Schedule your free cost estimate easily online today at naturestone.com. And as my friend Mike always says, it's not just a floor. Wow, it's Nature Stone. All right, for the last time in 2022. You know, kind of a, more of a, oh, octave this morning, yeah. Game five yesterday, ALDS, Yanks guards, four o'clock start, Aaron Savali on the mound. First of all, it didn't help that what are the Guardians eat up of Nestor Cortez's first inning? I mean, Quan gets a hit, I think, with two pitches into the ballgame. And then Cortez gets three outs in the next six pitches, it seemed. And do a great job of that getting yeah. on the starters earlier in the series. Get to the pens. You go to the bottom of the first, Bob, and total disaster. Yep. Aaron Savali walks out there, 
Gives up three runs. Perfect. So exactly what Shark said. You want to start fast. Yeah, you want to get out of the gates real fast. Three runs. Play with the lead. Only one out. I mean, it was... You know what then is good is... Can you do the math on that? What the ERA would be? I don't know. Like 18? 81. 81, even better. It's a Um, tough outing yesterday. So you've got that. And then you get the bases juiced. And you can only get one run in. Yeah. So that's that, that was death knell time. I was, that that point, that's why I had kind of quit paying attention because I thought that was the best next best chance. I flipped it off at the home run super early. I'm like, all right. I'm like tacitly kind of checking the score while I was doing radio. Yeah. And then when there are ducks on a pond, mm-hmm. all floating around, if you couldn't at least get two of those runs or maybe tie it up. That'd have been good. But. I'll tell you what. The wild thing about yesterday is like if you're gonna, <laughs> I guess. It, if you were looking at in the grand scheme of things, if you're going to give up a run, if you're going to give up a three run lead, I'd do it in the first so you have time to battle back. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's better than giving it up in the eighth inning. We only got three more outs to go. At least I would have had, at least I would have had eight innings of enjoyment of thinking yeah, that they could true. win. You're like Kevin Stefanski going for two and you have two possessions left. Yeah. At least give me hope till later <laughs> in the game. Don't just destroy it right away. That's a Terrible. We talked. Play with a lead. Yeah. Get to the pen. Defend it. Defend it. No, none of those things happened. No, it didn't, and it really stunk. I just want to thank the Guardians fans for allowing me, Shark, thank you very much for allowing me to hop on the bandwagon over the course of the last month of the season and into the playoffs. That was, I mean, it was fun. It was a fun ride for the Cleveland Guardians, and unfortunately, uh, they go crashing out yesterday. You just can't miss your pitches against that Yankees lineup. Beam, what, what's going to happen next year? Are you still boycotting the Reds come April, or is your one-year hiatus over? I have to, I, I have to, I've got to talk with Mr. Castle. Okay. I got to, I got to chat with him. Because and, we still have room for you. Well, in, in Cleveland. In, <laughs> The actions do speak. I mean, obviously, what they did last year in the offseason to get rid of some of their great franchise players that they had, homegrown talent, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, you know, we split against the Braves in the opening series of the season. You guys should be They're proud They're defending of us. World Series champs. Remember that? Yeah, of course I remember was it. Was that this season? That yes. Was like so long ago. That was the whole comment. Did they, go, they went two and two They went two and two <laughs> in Atlanta to open up the season, and then Phil Castellini goes, well, I mean, pff, where else are you going to go after a couple of cocktails? And so that's I, I called it quits after four games of the series, of season. After that, I had defected for 158 games, and I'm going to have to have a conversation with. But okay. I just want to thank you guys for being very courteous of allowing me to jump on the bandwagon. So we'll see. Can you hold my place in line for next yes, year just I'll, in case? I'll keep a spot open for you. I'll keep the seat warm. Thank you. After that 2-2 two and two start, let's see, they went. Uh, they they were 3-22 and 22 at one time. Yeah. They? yeah, so they went 1-20. One and, one and 20. One and 20. But, they, but they fulfilled their mission of losing 100 games. They did. You said it wasn't possible, exactly Shark. Exactly 100. You said they couldn't do it. They wouldn't be able to get there. But you know what? At the end of the season, they made a big push. They, they got it done. <laughs> they done did it. Yes, they did. Uh, so we'll see what the Reds have in store for the offseason. As far as the Guardians go, Terry Francona uh, after the game. So he was asked yesterday, who is it, Shark, that was doing the on-field broadcasting yesterday for TBS? Oh, uh, oh my gosh. What a mistake that was. They brought him in from uh, from the NBA Yes, TV they had to flip network. around because they weren't expecting um, this game to be today, and they had yes. all the NBA stuff going they on. They had TNT. Lauren Shahadi doing it the first few days. Yep. She went back to the network, correct? And they brought in Matt. I can't think of his name. He used to be on ESPN. 
Oh my gosh, Beam! And he had the audacity. I know. I, to, this, that's what I'm going to say. Mention the yeah. stupidest thing ever. And I, I've heard a lot of fans. Matt talking Weiner. To, Matt Weiner. I, I've heard a lot of fans talking about. Well, they're playing with house money. You know, even I've even heard Reeser and Bo I, talking about I that. I gasped when he asked and Tito I that was question. Like, you know, when you're playing Play with house money, that so. means you're you're sitting at blackjack. You've won two hundred dollars, so it doesn't matter if you lose. You're still coming. That money's out ahead. in your pocket. That's the, that's not how it works in baseball. And when he asked Tito that question, I, I saw Tito like glaring and looking right yeah. through him. And he, I'll let you finish. He had the great line. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. He was like, "Well, we don't feel like we're playing with house money. Obviously, we." You know, have expectations here, and we feel like this is just the start of something, and we're trying to get back on track. I what he I, said, when we lose, we bleed. Yeah, you know, it's a great line. Like, yeah, great line. It's a fantastic line. But yeah, I gasped when uh, Matt Weiner asked him that question. Tito after the game, of course, going down to the Yankees. Hopes this is the I mean, start of something. Yeah, I, the fact that you would ask a professional coach that. Bob, they're in the ALDS. They had 93 wins on the regular season. You know, the fans may think that way. Of course. So I'm saying you ask the professional coach. It's a bonus if we get any further. But but players and coaches don't think that way. They think they're going to win. Tito, I put in 162 games to get here and four more in this series. How many health issues did I have? And you're playing with house House money. Get out of here with that house money is, is if they would have won the World Series last year. Then they would have been on house money this year. But you never feel like that at the end of the season. By the way, I mean, the Guards had 92 wins. The Yankees had 99. It wasn't like there was this monstrous gap in wins-losses. It was a damn good Cleveland it's a team. a monstrous gap in payroll. Oh, like yeah. three yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, it was outrageous. Terry Francona after the game hopes this is the start of something big. They're hurting right now because they care. And they worked unbelievably hard. But I hope as that wears off, They'll realize just how proud we are of them and how much we care about them. But I also reminded them that this needs to be a, a starting place for us. This can't just be a good story this year. We need to take this and go because and, and, I think we have a chance to have something really special. Yes, they do. Young core, youngest team in baseball. So, yes, and just a good story. I hear that good story Give me crap. This good story crap. This house money crap. It would have been great if he said, what's house money mean? I mean, that... that that question is almost as condescending as the one they threw out to Todd Bowles. Like, I mean, like, I can't. These people are in the media are absolute morons sometimes with some of the stuff they ask. You just showed up here and asking this stuff. I'm sorry, as I'm digressing back to the house money comment. But it's just, you spent the last seven, eight months yeah. working at this. And you're like, oh, it's on house money. Maybe for you, because you just got here. We've been doing this all season long. We've been doing this since April. We thought we were dead. We became the hottest team over like August and September. Everybody thought we were going to crumble. And you want to say we're playing in house money? That's awful. They got a bright future, though. Youngest team in baseball. Good stuff yesterday. Unfortunately, they go down. Again, thanks to the Cleveland fans for allowing me to jump on the I need to talk to your guy, Castellini, about how to really parlay that future into a, a successful present i have an idea what do you think about that shark i have an idea for that consult the castellinis on how to take this young core other way around i said castellinis i said to jensen Jensen the other day he goes what do you want for the reds in the offseason i said i would love for the reds to raid your scouting department (laughs) like just everybody that you have in your scouting and management and farm system if the reds could just raid that i think they would be okay 
But they don't, and they can't scout. They have a terrible team, so they go down yesterday, unfortunately. Ryan Day, he spoke to the media yesterday. You're going to hear from him coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. Seeing a couple of trouble spots across central Ohio on 70 westbound, just past Hamilton Road on the far east side. The left lane is blocked there because of a crash. And, you know, you see those slick spots there in the area, plus those officials trying to clear out the scene. You really want to watch out for them, maybe slow down as you approach that area. Another crash on South High Street, just south of the south side of the Outer Belt at a BP gas station. You should probably watch out for that there if you are headed southbound on South High. Next check of traffic in a few moments. For now, from 10 TV's Wake Up Sea Bus, I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. If Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it, it's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. It's your Minds, Body, Spirits, Ready, Ohio, because FanDuel, America's number one sports book, it is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, here's the best part. You can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. How do I get that sign-up bonus, General? Well, you use our promo code JUICE. That's J-U-I-C-E, J-U-I-C-E, Beam, if you mm-hmm. will. And you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in our home state of Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Yeah, all you need to do is download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. And again, Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code JUICE. And I used it when I was in New York. I used it in Pennsylvania. It was very easy, and uh, it was pretty awesome. made those games more interesting. So make every moment moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hit it 21 plus and present. Ohio bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio one one twenty three. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends in the go live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Ryan Day having his media availability yesterday. Press conference, part two of the season. Chapter two for the Buckeyes. 6-0, and one of the best offenses, the best offense in college football. A revamped defense, a lot of confidence. Now this week's task, Bob, against the number one defense in college Ooh, football yes. of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, Buckeyes offense elite, Buckeyes defense getting to be elite, Iowa defense very elite, Iowa offense stinky. Iowa offense is bad, yeah. but their defense is good. Now, yep. part of it is the fact that I've played that they probably played some offenses that aren't great. Mm-hmm. If you look at some of the top uh, defenses in college football, I believe Illinois is right there at the top. Iowa, Minnesota all reside in the Big Ten West. I yep. think that that's not a coincidence, Beam. The fact that all they're all kind of hanging out there together, hanging around. Um, but the Buckeyes, if you look at what they're what they've done defensively, they're top fifteen in yep. scoring defense, top ten in total defense. So they'll be there. This will be. I, and I look at these games trying to figure out like. They're, the Bucks are going to be favoring everyone. Yeah. But what are they trying to do? I think this is going to be a great opportunity for this team to see how they can run the football against a, a pretty, a really good front seven for Iowa. Test your metal game. Yes. And so I, I hope that both running backs are going to be back and healthy. It looks like it's trending that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey for sure. But can you go out and can you create those holes like you did against Wisconsin? Can you run the football effectively? Ryan's hit on that, and notice how much this year, folks, they have tried to run the football in critical situations, establish the running game early. That was something that they didn't do very well last year, and Ryan knew that it came back to bite him at the end of the season. Yep, absolutely. Going against this Hawkeye defense, what's Ryan Day expecting Saturday? No, I think they're very good. You know, been been working hard and, and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to attack them, but they're they're very good in what they do, and, um, 
you know, just the minute you think that, um, you know, they're not going to change it up, they do. And very well coached. So, you know, there's a reason why they're ranked so high in, in year in and year out. They're one of the better defenses in the country. They do a great job. And so this will be a, a, certainly a challenge for the offense. You know, to your point about establishing the run, you're right. It just seems like that at points and at really at critical points last year that that got away from them. They fell in love with CJ and Jackson. And I get, listen, I get it. You had Chris Olave, you got Garrett Wilson, you have Jackson Smith and Jigba and you had they CJ. Fall in love with, they fall in love with what's easy because you can just throw the ball over the field and score quickly. And then when that got tough, it was like, Oh, we should establish the run. And then all of a sudden uh, it was a little bit too late. Now, Ryan day, I thought he had a pretty interesting comment yesterday about not focusing on getting anybody's specific number of touches or making sure that they're happy. If you start worrying about that, you put yourself at risk of getting beat, and we can't do that. Uh, it'll happen naturally. We just got to go out and play, and we can't focus on or have expectations or focus on the number of touches, the number of runs, the number of throws, the number of catches. Those things we have to take what the defense is giving us, and if that means they're playing a two shell and we got to run it, or if they're coming coming down with an extra guy in the box, we got to take a one on one shot. Then then that's what that's what uh, requires us to do. We will. And, you know, if one guy's getting double teamed, he's getting double teamed. The ball's got to go somewhere else. We've seen that before. So, no, that's one thing we have to make sure we guard, guard from. Ohio State this year has thrown 176 passes, attempted 176 passes. Mm-hmm. They've rushed the ball 228 times. Yeah. I mean, they've Especially really foc- they've really focused on that aspect. The thing is, some of those numbers are skewed a little bit. The game being, gets sideways. You run at the end of the game because they don't. They haven't let Cal McCord really throw the ball at the end of the game. They he's come twelve in, to sixteen though on the season. On the season, seventy five percent. Yeah, believe me, he's done well when he's been in. They just haven't asked him to do a whole <laughs> lot, and so they've been running a lot. But if you go look, I mean, Travion against uh, they just play last. Is it Michigan? No, Wisconsin. No. Wisconsin? Sparty, Sparty, yeah. Sparty. I mean, I believe he had like he had 18 carries, like six, 15 of them were in the first half. Yeah. I mean, they were they were running the football, and he with him. was running hard, running hard. So that's that's a big deal. You know, Mayan Williams getting five touchdown catch or five touchdown carries. I mean, there's no mistake that when they got inside the red zone, they wanted to try to run the football and establish that, and to make sure it's something that they can do and continue to work on it throughout the season, so you don't get here that final Saturday after Thanksgiving, be like, oh. Michigan's pretty good at run defense, and now we're going to try to run the football. Right. Because that's not how it works. You have to have established that as part of your identity, and the guys have to know that's something that you're going to go to. Ryan Day, obviously on the recruiting trail this past week, and also got a chance to watch some other college football games. You know, when you're able to sit back and look to see what's going on out there, it just gives you some some idea of, of you know what's coming ahead. But I think it was at three... I think at least three of the top ten teams in the country lost this past weekend. So that's the whole you know emphasis of competitive stamina. You got to bring it every single week, and you know we know the challenges uh, ahead are are bigger. But but yeah, it was it was good to get you know spend a few hours watching some other teams and seeing where they're at. You know we take it for granted here in Columbus, and I get it. You've had a wrecking ball of a football team for the better part of the last two three decades here in Columbus. It's hard to win in college football, Bob. It's hard to be consistently good into consistently great, into consistently elite. And you watch college football every weekend. Something crazy happens. And Ryan Day got to sit back and watch that happen. And he says it every week. We talked to Brian Hartline earlier in the season on the postgame show, Timmy and I. It is hard to win in college football. And Ohio State has a great opportunity now to start the second half of their season with a big-time performance against this Hawkeye defense. Absolutely. And it's tough to win. There's going to be good teams, and you watch teams get caught all the time. And the competitive stamina, Ryan talked about, you can't get worn down by the end of the season, which is what you saw happen last year. And Ryan is pragmatic. He is a problem solver. 
They've got their defense better. That looks to be fixed. You'll, you won't know that for sure until you start facing some quality offenses, and this week is not one of them. No. But everything is trending the right way. But how do you get tougher? How do you prepare yourself to make sure you don't have a slip-up? Yeah. You know, and especially you talk about Iowa. The last time the Bucks played Iowa beam? Yeah, guess what happened? 2017, 55-24. Dark day for the Bucks. Blitzkrieged. Not good. Not good. Last time you played them at home, 2013. It's been nine years since Iowa has coming to Columbus. So I'm sure they'll bring their droves of fans here. We'll hear from Kirk Ferentz coming up in the next hour as well. What's he expecting? Uh, sure his <laughs> offensive thoughts. Yeah. Give me uh, your game plan for Saturday, Kirk. Are you rolling with Spencer Petras or what's going on there? Going with Scary Terry. I'm rolling with Scary Terry. We're going to head to the National Landscape. Throw some quick hitters at you coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. On the far east side of Columbus on I-70 westbound, the left lane is blocked there just past Hamilton Road due to a crash. It is slowing things down if you are headed westbound on I-70. They're coming in from the far east side or Reynoldsburg. Another crash I'm seeing is in the Groveport area at southeast side of Columbus on South Hamilton Road and Hamilton Square Boulevard. A couple of crews responding there. And another crash report that just came up is on King Avenue and Northwest Boulevard. This is in the Grand View area. Watch out for that. Next check of traffic in just a few moments. For now, from 10 TV's Wake Up Sea Bus, I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Hi. Live, local, loud, very loud. This is Morning Juice. We're here on the Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can always visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Time to throw some quick hitters. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Sponsored by Carpenter Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electric. Need heating, cooling, plumbing, or electric? Yep. Call a carpenter. You betcha I do. And you should call that fellow sitting right next to me. Sharky, what do you got lined up? Mm, you betcha, Marge. How's the fricassee, Dra- Marge? DraftKings had a special promotion the other night for Monday Night Football. This is yeah. kind of an unbelievable story. They offered betters even money odds on Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert to throw at least one touchdown pass Mm -hmm. against the uh, Broncos. The odds of that happening in the real world, minus 800. Yeah. So it's obviously going to happen. DraftKings was basically giving money away, except Herbert didn't throw a touchdown pass. <laughs> and Threw the most most yards in NFL history in a victory without a touchdown pass. And right. passing attempts, I believe. Yeah. That you just stole my thunder there, Bob. Well, uh, I didn't even look at the question. DraftKings was the winner, the betters the big loser. And uh, I was gonna say, Bob, he threw fifty seven mm. passes Monday, and it was the most passing attempts in a win without a touchdown in NFL history. The most important pass attempt was not even a pass at all, though, Shark. It was a punt. <laughs> yes, it was. At the end of the game. A leg a leg pass. The amount, of, the amount of guys I know who have all played professionally, who we've talked about that, and just think, I wouldn't do, I wish we were there. Like, if I've watched some of these, we've had really bad special team stuff in college and we've the NFL. we had bad football. But it's like I'm talking about just sheer ineptitude. Like it's one thing to make to not get a not make a play. It's another thing to just do things that you're never supposed to do. And they'll tell you on punt return, <laughs> don't ever get close to the returner. If they fair catch it, get away from them. It's on them to catch the ball then. But getting like a half a yard from them and letting the punt cover team that's what their coach like. If they get close, put it on them. Put him right in the returner. You know what? That he dumb. did that. Put him right in his he lap. He did it. But yeah, Justin Herbert, good for him, gets the dub. No TD passes, though. DraftKings, like you said. I'm imagining, Shark, they'll probably pull out some other 
little uh, promotional deal to kind of get people back involved that should pay off this time. Yeah, so David Payne Purdom, who writes for ESPN on the chalk side of things, does a really good job. very good at his job. He, wrote, he writes in this article, Bo Wagner, a sports better who runs a popular betting community on Discord, pointed to a tweet on Sunday from FanDuel saying the sportsbook paid out $3.5 million on an odds-on boost Sunday primetime game between the Cowboys and the Eagles. He estimated that DraftKings likely took in millions, plural, on the on the Herbert boost, well, of course, and then he wrote, one "I don't know one pass. person who uses DraftKings that did not have the Justin Herbert bonus that yeah wager. That was there. just easy money, free why money. Yeah, hey Shark, that's there's no ga- such thing as free money. That's why it's gambling. That's right. You're playing with house money, yeah, Tito." <laughs> Uh, not all events of the PGA Tour are created equal. As we know, the John Deere isn't Bay Hill and the Twin Cities isn't Pebble Beach. And the tour is creating purses to mimic the importance mm-hmm. of those events. We already knew that tournaments like the Memorial and Players Championship, the Arnold Palmer, were being elevated to elite status with purses of at least $20 million. Well, Woo! now the tour is adding four more Beamer, the Phoenix Open, Heritage yes. at Hilton Head, Wells Fargo and the Travelers. Where are they traveling to? <laughs> Cromwell, Connecticut. Travel, yeah, Connecticut. Uh, so I was watching some of the press conferences yesterday, and it was pretty fascinating to listen to John Rahm and Jordan Spieth kind of talk about this. So what these mean is that they're basically required now to go to these tour events and look at Tiger, right? I mean, Tiger but, played but highly incentivized. Well, of course they are. I mean, they're getting paid. They're not getting paid to go there, but the likelihood of them making the cut and an extraordinary amount of money for going there is too much to pass up. And Jordan Spieth was like, yeah, usually I like to play, you know, four weeks at a time. That's about the max. With some of these events, it's going to be five weeks that I have to play. And th- so they're just starting about tinkering their schedules. And then John Rahm comes out and I love John Rahm. And he goes, yeah, so, you know, you look at a couple of the, the tournaments that are right after a major. He's like, I don't really like playing after the majors. All of these are great events. He goes, but hey, if you want to combat live and what they're doing and you want to incentivize people to go, he goes, you'll have no problem with getting fields in tournaments directly after the majors if you do this. Yeah. So this is their way of combating it. The PGA Tour said, all right, well, we don't think this live tour thing is anything to be worried about. And then he lost some decent players from the PGA Tour. And now there's rumors of more defectors going over there. Cam Smith, right after he won the Open Championship, lefty high and dry. And so they have to do this. And those top guys in the in the world, if they want to stick with the PGA Tour, they're going to have to play. Yeah. I mean, that's like you said, no one wants to play around the majors. This is how you get it done. Give them more money. Incentivize them. Just start going to appearance fees. Next, Shark. And they'll be ready to go. That's right. Sign-up fees uh, is what they're going to get. We'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack. Hour number two of the program on the way next. Jackets win their first game of the 2022-23 campaign in overtime. Give you sounds from Bobby Mack coming up, coming up next. And there was a lot of crap flinging yesterday at the NFL owners' meetings, Jim Ursay saying they need to rip the team away from Dan Snyder. Jeez. You had Jerry Jones screaming at, dropping f bombs at Robert Kraft. I mean, it was bring your brooms. It's a mess, Mitzi. It was crazy. We'll get you filled in on everything next. Morning juice, right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here on the far east side of Columbus on I seventy westbound. The left lane is blocked there, just past Hamilton Road, due to a crash. It is slowing things down if you are headed westbound on I seventy. You're coming in from the far east side or Reynoldsburg. Another crash I'm seeing is in the Groveport area, southeast side of Columbus on South Hamilton Road and Hamilton Square Boulevard. A couple of crews responding there. 
And another crash report that just came up is on King Avenue and Northwest Boulevard. This is in the Grandview area. Watch out for that. Next check of traffic in just a few moments. For now, from 10 TV's Wake Up Bus, I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. The best way to cure your hangover, this is Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a Wednesday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Hopefully everybody's having a fantastic start to their morning. By the way, traffic's a mess right now in Columbus. Really? Yeah, it's rain. It's dark in outside. Your center lane's blocked on 270 westbound past 71 due to a disabled vehicle. That's good. Two left lanes are blocked on 70 westbound past 317 at Hamilton. I mean, it's a disaster out right now. It's still dark out? Yeah. I just walked out there. What's what's sunrise these days? Uh, I don't know. Let's make it up, Shark. Seven thirty-seven. Let me look on my. Phone. You got an app for that? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we ha- we don't have any windows in here, so how am I supposed to know when the sun rises, when the sun sets? Seven forty-seven. Ooh, That's terrible! Okay. I literally want to bring a tile saw and just cut. <laughs> Do it. Nobody's against. Nobody's here. When we're, well, honestly, I want to get a quote to see how much it would cost to put a window in here. Nobody's here when, when we're here, myself. Bob. Just bring it yourself. I'll help you do it. Well, we'll do it during, during the, show. the show. That'd be great. You'll probably do that in a couple hours. Yeah, so the Guardians lost. What's that? Well, oh, Bob's. be loud. <laughs> Ring. I mean, the, the, the sound of cutting through block is uh, loud. But I think we could do it. But I think right we could. Or that Ohio State deal is. We don't need that stinking painting up there. We'll put a uh, stained glass window in. Uh, exact uh, lepre- replica of that. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. Get a little light in here. Get a little color. And also have a little beauty. Seems to be checking some boxes. The reasoning was is because we're looking out in the parking lot. That's not what they said. They told me the reason was cost. And I'm like, we've wasted all this money on these gaming tables and all this other nonsense. <laughs> Those are crucial. Like, I asked somebody. My buddy works in construction. Oh, it would be a couple thousand bucks. I'm like, all right. Come here, give me a quote. I'll, I'll have them saw it in myself and put the window in. I'll pay for it. I'm in. It's awful. Believe if you're me. paying for it, I'm in. I'll pay for it. I don't care. I'm Let's just, start a GoFundMe page. Uh, go for Tennessee me. Athletics, we could definitely do that. <laughs> Put windows in the studio. <laughs> Let's get that done. Not windows, just a, a window. Well, I need one in here, too. No, Bob. you don't get one, Sean. You can look at, we'll put it somewhere where you can see it from over there. You know, at the old studios downtown, I could look across the Kroger parking lot from my seat Exactly. You get to watch the, watch all those great fights, the bum fights down <laughs> in the parking lot. Watching people Listen leave to their- Bobby yelling at people leaving their cards out. Oh, the best is if it was at the end of the show and I could run down there and get them. <laughs> I'd, I'd, chasing them down? Well, like I wouldn't chase them. They'd usually be in their cars. a rodeo? Finishing up, and I'd usually just put the cart right behind their car. Nice, that's a good move. And they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. What are you doing? What do you mean? You left it out. People come get those. Yeah, well, people will, someone will come get this, too. And I just walk and away. And that person is you. Yeah, well, or you can wait. Sit here while this is behind your car, or you can just bang into it and bust up your car. Those are opportunities. As those rogue cars just roam around getting blown by the wind, banging into other people's cars because you're too stinking lazy to put something back. It's a great indication of character. I mean, by the way, I get home yesterday. I mean, there's a peanut butter knife laying on the counter, a thing of jelly lit off, sitting there, (laughs) four or five cups. I only have four kids, five cups with all I have drinks in them. Where's the where's the fifth person? Someone come over this morning before school and hang out? Yeah. No. Your mom's drinking coffee, so it's none of those are hers. Why do we have a fifth cup? Where did that come from? Who knows? Drives me nuts, man. Leaving things out. I forgot. I I can't wait. <laughs> I I really can't wait. I don't for know. That. Thought Santa Claus was coming. Left him some milk. Exactly. Yeah. Milk. By the way, I was talking to that with uh 
My mom came up for lunch. So the there's day. some, but speaking of milk, there's some spoiled milk. I guess I've come home. There's a half gallon of milk, just maybe not a half, a gallon of milk jug, probably a couple inches left in it. And I, uh, I was uh, sitting out. It's, uh, got done from working out, came back from the woody. It's probably 10 50. So mm-hmm. I know it's at least probably been a out few since, hours old from the morning of school when they left at like 7 45. And I'm like, yeah, it's just sitting out there. It's like, oh, it's bad. I, I needed to throw it out. I'm like, what do you mean it's bad? The, the use-by date was 1026. It's like, well, you know, milk can go bad. I'm like, you know why it went bad? Because someone else had left it out for a while before. So it's just Are there any chunks out. floating around in there? Yeah, I'm like, oh, make, make them drink it. You're going to leave this You're going to leave this stuff out? You're going to waste it? There's no use crying over spilt milk, but you might be gagging while you're chugging it down. That's like uh, if you catch somebody smoking a cigarette. Make them eat the cigs. Yeah, either that or make them smoke a full pack. Yeah. You want to do this? Here you go. I was talking to my mom the other day, talking about bad kids and everything, and she goes, yeah, excited Christmas next year. You know, it's going to be great for you guys. And I realized what a great, great threat it is to kids that Santa Claus threatens sacks of coal. Oh, that's a terrific threat. When you get into these months, like October, November, you close in on Christmas, if your kid's kind of being a jerk... And Santa Claus drops the hammer like, hey, big fella, I want to drop a sack of coal for you. I mean, that that's top tier. That's, that's top tier level threat. Absolutely. Zero Christmas. How's that sound? Sounds terrible. We can start the fire outside of that coal. <laughs> my son, my third one, he's the antagonist of everybody. He's the heel. Oh, good. Like, oh, that'd be great. He goes, I love starting fires. So Mike. Yeah, okay. Well, you be careful what you wish for. You might be getting those sacks of coal, buddy. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Bicycle, 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 coal. Yeah, there you go. Get yourself a, a nice sack of coal. So that's what you have to look forward to. Being. Mm-hmm. You know, not at first. Your kids are all cute and this and that. And then as they get older, they just don't do anything you ask them to. Throw their towels all over the place. I'm sure I was an outstanding son, too. That doesn't sound like me at all. Tell me what to do. I'll do the exact opposite. It's brutal. I forgot. Oh, we just got our floors redone. Yeah. This drove me absolutely nuts. So I walked in the house. The first thing I saw, there was a cup sitting on like our wood steps, like on the outside, mm-hmm. the little ledge that hangs over outside of the railing, sitting there. And I'm like, there was, it, it's a red solo because we don't have any a dishwasher right now. So, you know, I'm like, you guys can reuse these, but we're not, well, I'm not washing cups because you use a thousand of them. Like I said, there were five out this right. morning and someone just sat it there. You respect like, wood, Cheryl? Like, guys, we just spent, a decent chunk of money and really emotional equity of having to be out of this house, having to get in and out. I'm crawling through my window to do my XM show mm-hmm. on Saturday morning in my office because we can't walk through the rest of the house. And you're going to, someone is going to put a cup on the freshly finished wood floor. The one that we had 12 different swatches all painted out, trying to figure out which color you wanted perfectly dear and all this. Who did it? I wouldn't, I want, I want some heads to roll here. Okay, settle down, Aegon. We're gonna do what we need to do. All right, I'm done with just. I want to be the nice fun dad. The problem is, nice fun dad doesn't get anything done. His kids are undisciplined little spider monkeys. All right, I feel like this is Talladega Nights is where we need to go to. Throw your war medals off a bridge. Yeah, kids are disrespectful. Throw Grandpa Chips war medals off the bridge. Yeah, it's basically (laughs) what it is. Oh, we forgot. I, you know what? I'm just gonna forget to go to work for like a month. See how that works for me. You guys, when you guys don't, we don't, I can't, you can't play any sports or move out of the house, do all that. Dad just forgot. He forgot to do all these things. Get it together. Let's go. Get it together. Nobody cares.
Right now, it's time for Nobody cares. <laughs> Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. The best selection of pool tables and the best service in central Ohio. Guard season came to an end yesterday, 5-1. to one. Aaron Savali got one out in the bottom of the first. Gave up three runs. Disaster zone for the guards. Terry Francona was asked during the game, well, I mean, you're playing with house money. It's one of the most outrageous questions I've ever heard on a live in-game TV broadcast. Oh, yeah, I just showed up here When we lose, ago. we bleed. I don't feel like we're playing with house money. It's the better part of the last six months trying to get to this exact situation. Win or go home. It wasn't like they just tapped the Cleveland Guardians to come play in the playoffs. Yeah, you guys good? Hey, you know, we don't have anybody else. The other team forfeited. You want to come play? Let's do it. By the way... Guardians, Indians slash Guardians, one and eight all time in winner go home games. 11 straight losses in elimination games, which is a major league record. That's good. They break your heart every time. So he didn't exercise the demons with the name change. No. Demons still there. Oh, that's right. They're no longer perfect as the Guardians. No, no, they're Mm. not. Counting on a t- Bob told me we were going to get into getting a title in our first year. I thought that was going to happen, hey, Shark. AL but Central I told title. you the weather and the weather and the heavens conspired against you with Major League Baseball. They did, yeah. Manfred got out his weather machine. Screwed you guys. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you would have played on Monday, it would have been a Guardians win. I think I what, could feel it in my bones. What Shark. really hurt was getting rained out the first day, Thursday. Yeah. In New York, yep. because if Bieber pitches on Thursday, he comes back last night. Yeah, absolutely. On full rest. Terrible. That's what I'm saying. They got screwed. Terrible. Also, because of the ALNL, them getting the day off, like all that nonsense. Terrible, dude. Absolutely horrific. Hey, Terrible. You know, it wasn't horrific. Jackets off the Schneid last night. Finally. Four three winners in overtime. Here was Bobby Mack. John Hockey tying the game up at three. Johnny Gaudreau skates out through the neutral zone. Gaudreau into the Vancouver end. Little head fake comes around behind the net, and he wraps it around it in. Oh, Johnny, be good. Johnny Gaudreau ties this game at three. It's a pretty wild situation. Jackets go down two nothing. Look horrible. Gave up a shorty goal. Came back two two. Tied the game up. Shorty goal is the biggest kick in the sack. Yeah, ever. it's not a good. Situation. It's like giving up the o two home run. Yeah, no good. With two outs. Two outs. What are we doing? So they come back. Go down three to two immediately after getting the game to two to two, and then Johnny Gaudreau takes the puck from his own end, weaves around the defense, looking great, wrap around goal, tremendous solo effort. Then you get into overtime. And here was Igor Chinikov setting up Vladislav Gavrikov for the Ooh, game. Yes. Borchek gets the puck and he nudges it ahead to Chinikov. Going up the ice with Gavrikov. Chinikov passes it across. Gavrikov scores! And I got two words for you. Game over! Off the schneid. CBJ so was a great play from Chinikov. That pass was nasty. I was hoping you'd say I got two words for you. First win. Yeah, that's true. Listen, I'm not going to get out the lotion for the first win, okay, B? Moito, if they would have lost, he could have said got two words for you. First points. Exactly. Well, listen, we're not going to Columbus crew this thing and celebrate the ties, all right? <laughs> yeah. We're done. Tie Don't season. Don't do that. It's tie over. It's over. over. No more ties. I'll take a tie. No more ties I'll take us. a tie if you're down 3 nothing and you come back and get overtime points. Yeah, I'm good with that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, when we, wait till we get to 500. Then, we'll, then we can start. 
getting excited again. Back against what's Nashville. The la- what's the la- line A, the lane situation? Uh, hopefully a couple weeks for him. Hopefully a couple weeks. Do we have any... I mean, is there any, have they spoken on this? Has Lars told us anything, Sean? Yeah, uh, two to four weeks yeah. is what I heard. It's a pretty big gap. Pretty well, I said, hopefully spell. a couple of weeks. Okay. Well, we're already about a week into it. Well, that it, happened so. last week, so say, hopefully if, one we, to three. if we split the landing, three weeks, th- couple weeks. Okay, that'd be good. Yeah. I, could, I can get behind that. Get Patty the Batty back out there. Hopefully uh, we can be close to 500 when he returns. Other baseball last night, if you care, Phillies 2, Padres nothing. Game 2 today, 437. Won't be watching that. Yankees at the Astros. Game number one, two of the most hateable franchises. Uh, game number one, 737. Also will not be watching that. Cavs at the Raptors, 730. Got some Thursday night fo- or Wednesday night football. Georgia State at App State at there 730. And the college realm as well. Uh, there was a crazy day at the NFL owner meetings yesterday. Crazy it was just craps. It was just craps slinging all over the place. We'll get into that coming up next. Morning Juice mm. right here on The Fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. Seeing a situation on the north side of the outer belt. This is on I-270 westbound. The center lane is blocked there just past I-71 because of a disabled vehicle. It is creating some slow traffic there on 270 westbound just past 71. Also seeing another crash near OSU's campus on Neal Avenue and West 10th. Watch out for that situation as well. Next check of traffic in a few moments for now from 10 TV's Wake Up See Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Big dudes, bigger opinions. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brandon B and Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. General, you want to say this? Well, have you ever dealt with problem water in your home? Most people have. Whether you're in the city or on well water, my friends at Connecticut Columbus can help solve your problems. Their talented team of professionals can test, diagnose, and maybe most importantly, recommend the exact equipment to solve all your problem water needs. Right now, you can take advantage of their $1,000 trade-in value if you upgrade your system to a premier water system and $700 off a K5 reverse osmosis system, which will give you the best tasting water ever. Just like they did for my family. It tastes pretty good. Honestly, Beam, that water, Columbus water tastes like trash. I'll have to bring in a glass of mine and have you do a side by side. Uh, get all the details that you need at ConnecticutColumbus.com. All right. So Jim Ursay. <laughs> Jim Irsay yesterday. Whenever Jim Irsay, voice of reason in the NFL. Oh, he rocks. I mean, Jim Irsay. Well, he does best. rock. He has a band. So, He's a whenever, lot like James Dolan. Whenever I see Jim Irsay, there was a video that he posted, I don't know, probably a month or so ago, and some like farmer's aid concert, and he's hanging out. I don't know if it was at Luke's, Luke Soil or where it was. It literally takes a minute and a half video, and it's him and Willie Nelson hanging out together. I'll never smoke <laughs> And so he's talking, he's like, Willie, we really appreciate you coming out. Like, really, you're the best. You're the best. We love you. We love you, Willie. Thanks for everything that you do. And Willie Nelson's like, yeah, man, you got it. Um, so I think of that every time that I think of Jim Say, amongst other things. So for the first time, an NFL owner publicly has called for serious consideration to remove Washington's Dan Snyder from NFL ownership. And that happened to be... Jim Irsay. He had an explosive interview scrum at the fall meetings yesterday and called Snyder's missteps as an owner, particularly with workplace misconduct, gravely concerning. I believe there is merit to removing him as the owner of the commanders. He said from the hotel lobby of the Conrad, New York downtown, there's consideration that he should be removed. Some of the things I've heard doesn't represent us at all. 
I want the American public to know that American we're pu- about as owners. As opposed to the world, the worldwide <laughs> public. I want the American public to know what we're about as owners. You can't shy away from the fact, I believe, that it's in the best interest of the National Football League that we look at this squarely in the eyes and deal with it. He's the first owner to come out and actually say that. Yeah. I believe that this chump running this DC franchise should get ejected into the sun. Okay. Good for Jim. I mean, you should see this mugshot of Jim here say that I just pulled up. So like Jim, this is Jim's got a The irony of all of this. <laughs> I mean, this isn't like John Merrick coming out, you know, I'm trying to think of all the distinguished owners of uh, the Roonies. Yeah. You know, this isn't one of like your classic old school Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank, someone who is kind of above reproach for how they've operated and done everything. You're talking about Virginia Jim, McCaskey. Jim, yes. Like she was at the owners' meetings. Yeah, exactly. Virginia McCaskey's dropping bombs now. One of the Fords, uh, Fires, who's, uh, Firestone, who's running the Fords now. I mean, they're not a classic older family who's never been in trouble and does everything right. You're talking about basically Jim Irsay. This is what was described to me by a friend of mine who played for the Colts. <laughs> he goes, "Have you ever seen the movie Tommy Boy?" Yeah, that's Jimmy or say when your dad when your dad dies and leaves you the team and you get to pretty much do I'm whatever guessing you he want. plays the role of Chris Farley. Uh, yes, not David Spade, not David okay. Spade. Uh, row ads, just Luke, um, the 55 year old owner. Uh, this was now he's in his 60s. Was arrested in March. This was as of this was a 2014 report. I, this is one of my so favorite. eight years ago, 63. Yeah, this is one of my favorite stories was arrested for in March for suspicion of drunken driving and drug possession. Okay. A toxicology report showed the drugs oxycodone, oxycodone hydrocodone, both in his system. Nice. Hearsay pled guilt, guilty earlier this month in court and misdemeanor was sentenced to one year of probation. NFL commissioner suspended Hearsay six games, slapped him with a whopping $500,000 suspension <laughs> for violation of league policy. Um, What's the guy worth? Couple bill. Yeah, most of the revenue, most of his cash is tied up in his team, um, like his value. But, I mean, he, um, then you also have this, April 6, 2014, right around the same time. Uh, there was, uh, there was a woman that was found dead in his, of an overdose in a townhouse that he owned that he had given to her. Kimberly Wondrum. Had a history of drug problems before she died on March 1st, according to the Indianapolis Star. Uh, the police report determines, uh, determines that a plate of white powder, straw, mm. and razor were found in the townhouse along with photographs of Hearsay. It's like Jim Hearsay acting like he's going to come down on Dan Snyder for all. Listen, I'm not saying Dan Snyder's a good dude. I'm saying that when he was arrested, um, Multiple times, he has had all kinds of issues. I'm talking about Jim Irsay. Reportedly, he was arrested with $29,000 in his possession in a briefcase on his wallet of laundry bag with laundry bags. And a, hey, a, man, a, I would do that if I was a billionaire, too. No, that's Just what, a giant briefcase of cash. That's what Tim Hall tried to justify that. He's like, he's a, he's a billionaire. I'm like, I'm going to tell you this, dude. Jerry Jones doesn't carry around <laughs> cash in his pocket unless he's trying to buy strippers or cut or drugs. You know why? Because <laughs> if you're that wealthy and you want to buy something, you go walk into a car dealership, 
You're like, yeah, I'm going to take that Bugatti. How are you going to pay for that, Mister? Say, here, call this guy. Yeah. And you get, you sign some papers. Mm-hmm. This is my finance, dude. They'll wire the money in, and you get in it and you drive away. They don't question whether you can pay for it. You have to bring it in in cash. He's using that money to buy drugs and hookers. And like, so Jim here say somehow has become the moral standard of the NFL. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, my goodness. So, of course, the Washington Commanders had a uh, lob back to. You know, the Jim Irsay, I don't even, I don't even know, you don't call them accusations. That's just Jim Irsay saying what he thinks. He said, it's highly inappropriate, but not surprising that Mr. Irsay opted to make statements publicly based with falsehoods in the media. A commander spokesperson said, it is unfortunate that Mr. Irsay decided to go public with a statement today. While an investigation is in progress and the team had no opportunity to formally respond to the allegations, the commanders have made remarkable progress over the last two years. We are confident when he has an opportunity to see the actual evidence in this case, Mr. Irsay will conclude that there is no reason for the Snyders to consider selling the franchise. And they won't. So that's the part of the statement that reads the loudest for me. Yeah. And they won't. They're not going out without a fight. Doesn't no. matter. What is it? Three fourths vote that you have to get for the owners to kick yeah. out another it's owner? It's like ratifying a constitutional yeah. amendment beam. And here's the thing. Like Jim Mears say, all the, Jerry Jones, like the, the, the one thing I did, I did here, and this is where Dan Snyder, if he made this grave mistake that he was, uh, levying accusations about Jerry Jones, only doing what's best for Jerry Jones and getting in all the owners' Don't do pockets. that. Jerry's a strong He's, friend to have. And Jerry was someone who had had his back. They're in the same division. They see each other a lot. And Jerry, you know, listen, because Jerry's got some some misgivings too now. I mean, it's not like he hey, exactly... Most of these gentlemen do. It's a newsflash. People that are incredibly wealthy mm-hmm. usually play by another set of rules. You've watched Billions, Bean. Another set of rules? Coach... What rules are you talking about? Exactly. You've seen the, you've seen the Yellowstone Ranch. Yeah. You know what happens over there. Mm-hmm. Train station or bus station. I'll take him to the train station. Exactly. And so with all these things, like, is Dan Snyder a good dude? No. Am I going to defend Dan Snyder? Not really. Do you have the right to take something from him? That's a personal property rights in the United States. Like, I'm not a big fan of that. If the, the NFL other, owners do. The other, if, the, if the other owners, if they want to say... There's three-fourths of them that want to say, you know what? We don't think you should be here anymore. Mm-hmm. The reality is Dan Snyder will make a boatload of money when of he course. sells this. Because probably, probably, I forget what he bought the team for. Low billion. Nichols. No, it was like probably a billion, billion and a half. Something like that. I mean, maybe $800 million. But he, he bought them in the 90s. So he's probably going to sell that franchise for $4 billion. Five. Whatever the Broncos. It'll go more than the Broncos. It's yeah. in D.C. for heaven's sake. And he'll make a ton of cash. But he doesn't want to sell it, you know? So we'll see how many owners actually detract and vote because none of these guys really want their personal lives dug up. No, of course they don't. And if that wasn't enough yesterday, NFL owners voted 31 to 1 to permit their compensation committee to open negotiations on a new contract with Commish Big Raj Goodell. But not before the two of the league's most powerful owners, Cowboys Jerry Jones and Patriots Robert Kraft, engage in a heated exchange. The sources said Kraft joined the overwhelming majority in strong support for the measure with Jones, the lone dissenter, about giving Big Raj a pay bump in the owner's only session. Eventually, Jerry Jones telling Bob Kraft, don't blank with me. Kraft replied, excuse me. Jerry then goes, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. Exactly. What did you just say to me? Take you to the train station, Bob. Blank you. Blank you. Take you to the train station, Bob. (laughs) Can't kill me. Get your house in order. You know what this is? This is basically like sitting around the small council and them getting in a fight. And someone, 
stands up, and then Sir Cole has to sma- Sit down. smash a face into a ball. Uh, it's just total madness. Mark Chag of the Hockey Riders, he joins us. We'll talk some CBJ with him next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. A couple of trouble spots on this rainy morning. The right shoulder blocked on 670-62 westbound past Airport Drive because of a crash. Watch out for any crews responding there. On the north side of the outer belt, the center lane is blocked on 270 westbound past I-71 due to a disabled vehicle. That's slowing traffic down in the area. And just south of Delaware, expect some lane closures on 23 southbound at Pollock Road because of a crash there. Next check of traffic in a few minutes for now. I'm Tendi Views with Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. One of these guys voluntarily ripped off his toenail. I don't have anything else to say. You're listening to Morning Juice. Hey, in case you didn't know, Riker, they're the place to go for your next car, truck, SUV. Whatever you need. Anything custom as well you want done to your car. Rabbit Customs is Riker's high-performance and custom vehicle shop. Pretty unbelievable as well. If you haven't been there, it's worth a visit, folks. It's worth a Google. Yeah. yeah go down there. It's not too far away. It's Rabbit great. Customs also providing a grand prize for a Riker Morning Juice Fantasy League. 25 hundo on the line. Got a big win last week. We're back on the right track after losing to you a couple weeks ago. So someone's going to walk away with a great prize. It's going to be me this year. You got a quarterback dilemma on your hands. I do. I mean... They're telling me right now my ad drop ad drop suggestions plus Danny Dimes minus Justin Fields. Yeah, that's real life. It's real you know, life. Jared Goff's my back. Hey, the good so. news for you is that if you do go with Justin Fields Monday I'm, night against I, the Patriots, I'm not. That's zero chance that's happening. <laughs> right, I will not mode. play him against the Patriots. No, I wouldn't either. They take great care of us, and they're going to take great care of you when you visit them for all of your car needs. They're awesome to work with, and like our good buddy Rick says. They're dealing. Right now, we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check with our good friend of the hockey writers, Mark Scheig. Mark, happy Wednesday, man. What's happening? Good morning. Happy Wednesday and a much-needed win last night for that team. Yep, absolutely. Jackets off off the schneid. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap for them. Down 2 nothing. Get back to 2-2. Two, two. Immediately give up a goal to 3-2. Johnny Gaudreau makes uh, one of the best single plays you're going to see. Uh, wraparound goal. You get to 3-3. Three, three, and then Chinny and Gavi connecting on the game-winning goal. I, I guess, Mark, just your takeaway. You played three really good teams right out of the gates. You have obviously had some defic- some deficiencies on the defensive side, and you get on get in the winning wave last night. I mean, just your takeaway, your biggest takeaway from these first opening four-pack of games. At the, at the end of the day, they just needed to win. It didn't matter how. Just find a way to win, and to their credit, they did that yesterday. And you, you summed it up well. They were down 2 nothing early. It seemed like for much of the first half of the game, they were just trying, kind of finding themselves, trying to find energy. Then Danforth gets that goal at the, um, toward the end of the second to kind of give them that momentum because the team they were playing had blown multi-goal mm-hmm. leads in their first three. So it seemed like that that was kind of the spark that they needed to you know, give them a little bit of worry, and it turned out they did. And to their credit, even though they made um, Victor made a 3-2, they stuck with it. And if you ever needed a reason to see why they signed Johnny Gaudreau, that was why. That moment, making the game 3-3 with that individual effort, that those are going to be the kind of plays that we're going to see more often, especially when Patrick Laine gets back. But that was a snippet of why they signed him. Big play and then finished off in overtime just to be able to get that first win huge for the team. You know, what do you make of this team so far? I understand you know, Laine's been out, so that's... It's been tough, but her team, Mark, that looks so good in the preseason, started off 0-3, finally get their first big win. 
Um, and it, uh, be it comes in overtime, and they have to battle back from 0-2 in the first. But, you know, what do you think has kind of changed? Has there been anything other than the line A situation that you've watched, you know, been an issue for this team? Well, Bobby, the thing is, you, that's why preseason you can't really take stock in it, you know, because there's been many times the Blue Jackets have looked really good in preseason, only to struggle in the regular season. For me, the biggest story that I've been following is how's the defense going to look? Was it going to be a continuation of last year, or was there going to be some signs of improvement? And certainly toward the end of that game yesterday, it was it was better, but early on, especially those first three games, I mean, they allowed, what, 14 goals in those first three games. Almost five goals a game just not going to cut it in this league. Is How are they going to limit the goals against? And, you know, so far there's still, you know, some question. They're still trying to figure out how the deep pairs are going to look like. And Jake Bean didn't even play the last part of the third period yesterday. He was benched for the final 10 minutes and overtime. So they're still tinkering with some things. There's still some system things that they're trying to work out. So it's going to be a work in progress. It's not always going to look pretty, but you know, as long as they're you know growing and you know coming together as a team, that's all the middle which, which you're going to look for at this point in the season. He is Mark Shag of the Hockey Writers on with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Does Nick Blankenberg have to start now? I mean, the way the the minutes that he put in last night, Mark was pretty darn good and. Um, obviously Lars speaking highly after the game of him saying that, you know, he brought a boost to the team. I mean, is he, does he get more time on the ice moving forward? Cause he looks like he belongs. He has to. And, and when Brad Larson comes out and says that he, um, a particular player is noticed and that's all the evidence that you need. So it would be really shocking to see him out the next game. I think you're right. He has to continue to play. I mean, he laid two big hits yesterday mm-hmm. in the game that, the team. I mean, you're talking about you know him and Gaudreau. I think maybe you're both five foot nine, and he's the one going out giving energy to the team. He was promoted to the top line with Zach Wierenski toward the end of the game as well, and played in overtime too. So all the evidence is there. We're going to see plenty of Nick Blankenberg at least in the near term, just because they needed a spark. He provided a spark, and he'll get re- reward with more playing time. You know what do you what do you think about the uh, keeper situation uh, with what they're able to do in goal? Uh, with uh, you know, obviously, Elvis started off the season, you know, had the, the the illness. But are you attributing most of the defensive woes to the blue line or to the goalie? Mm. Well, early on, Merzlikens, like you mentioned, had the illness, so he didn't have very much practice time. Um, actually, looked okay in St. Louis until the third period when things kind of fell apart. But I, that's not just on Elvis at all. That that that's that was a team effort when they got the three two and they just couldn't get it back together. Um, a little shaky early yesterday, but I thought he did a really good job after that. There were a couple of huge saves that allowed the Blue Jackets to get back into that game yesterday. So. I think it's something that he's working his way back toward now that he's into the flow of the season over that illness. Um, I think he's going to play a bunch, and he's going to have to be an important part of this team for them to be able to consistently get wins this season. But yesterday was certainly a good first step for um, Elvis. Yeah, there's no doubt, Mark. I mean, you can tell he was not 
thrilled to put it nicely. I mean, what did he give up? Two goals in the first five shots uh, from Vancouver. I think he, he rallied back very nicely. He made some big saves towards the end of the game. Uh, had a couple of good ones in overtime as well. So we need that guy uh, to be fully good. He's obviously your keeper number one uh, right now at this portion of the season for sure. You gave him that big contract extension, so you're going to ride him out. But I thought he did a tremendous job uh, at the end of the game, kind of getting his head back into the game uh, after the slow start. All right, before we get you out of here, I got to ask, Igor Chinikov, what's the point total up up to now? Because he made one of the nastiest no-look passes to Gavi on the game winner in overtime. It's pretty awesome to see him make the roster, right? I know there was a bunch of talk about that. Was he going to be on it? Was he going to be left off? What was going to go on with him? Uh, and he makes a tremendous play to set up the game winner in overtime. What's our expectations now for young Chinikov? Well, let's drive the goals down, but let's look at the playmaking. <laughs> he did a really nice job. Um, you know, he helped on the Danforth goal, and then he helped in overtime, like you mentioned. So he's more of a goal scorer, and I think it's nice to see the comfort level of him with his overall game. So appreciate everything he's doing, not just the goal scoring. That sounds good. Still a 100-point guy. Maybe more than John Hockey. We'll see. Mark, always appreciate the time. You're the best. Have a good day today, bud, and we'll check in again soon, all right? Sounds good. You guys have a great day. There he goes. Mark Shag of the Hockey Writers with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Give him a follow. He's got a new Twitter account. At Mark underscore Shag is the new Twitter. Old Twitter got hacked, so give him a new follow on that one. We'll let you know what has us juiced on a Wednesday next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. Gabriela Garcia here. A couple of situations across central Ohio. 270 westbound past I-71. The right shoulder is blocked there due to a disabled vehicle near the airport. Right shoulder is blocked on 670 westbound past airport drive because of a crash. And things are starting to slow down on 70 westbound past Miller Kelton because of a crash there. So if you're coming in to downtown from the east side of Columbus, watch out for that. Next check of traffic in a few moments. For now, from Tindy B's Wake Up Bus, I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Back in the day, Shark owned a sex swing. <laughs> Actually, he probably still has it. This, this is Morning Juice. We're here on The Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can always visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Time to get juiced. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Nature Stone. Schedule your free cost estimate today at naturestone.com. Wow. Past Coaster Bob time on this hump day. What's got you juiced, General? Oh, boy. It's a weekend Wednesday, Beam. Mm-hmm. Plowing ahead. Iowa's on the horizon. Yesterday was maybe the coldest practicing day of the year. Mm-hmm. I believe the Bucks went inside. We were outside with the third, fourth grade. Kids were screaming. Hands hurt. <laughs> I made a purpose, purposeful effort not to wear gloves. I kept telling them, listen, Uncle AJ played in one way colder than this. And they're like, yeah, it was like, how was it up in Green Bay? And I'm like, it wasn't in Green Bay. It was in Chicago yeah. where it was about 20-mile-hour winds and it was about 10 degrees. <laughs> AJ always loves to tell the story. Favre goes out and warms up. He was, he was out there for two minutes. He's like, comes in, yep, not throwing it today. Like, <laughs> And that was the game beam. I'm sure if you remember, you being a Bears fan, that they actually snapped it to the punter, and the wind gust was so strong okay. that it blew the ball. AJ's like, I was on punt team. I'm like, did we just get that blocked? We usually hear the double thud. He's yeah. like, what What just happened back there? Yeah, ball just went 13 yards the other way. Absolutely. Completely crazy. It was a little chilly, but it's supposed to be nice again this weekend. Know, cold, I'll take a cold week for a nice weekend. It's got me juiced up. Um, a lot of good things. We found out, Beam, that our range actually is going to be delivered and going to be in. So good. All the stuff, all of our appliances will be able to be in before Thanksgiving, which nice. is nice because that's we'll usually like go host 
our little first family Thanksgiving for my family on uh, the Saturday or Sunday beforehand. So that's uh, that's a good deal. Got me all juiced up and excited getting that news, Miss Courtney, getting it done, calling and harassing the people to make sure. And then all of a sudden, poof, David Copperfield, it just appeared. Shark. Yeah. Hit me up with some slags. Are the ones that are preforming, which is the student athletes. Of all the Wait, things that we talk about. preforming or performing? Preforming. I did. I, said, I did say preforming. <laughs> yeah. That's before you form, Shark. Yeah. You preform. Yeah. That's right. Uh, when do yes. you perform? It's all great questions. Coaster Bob's got his hands in the air. He's yeah, going he downhill. If you missed it at the top of the first hour, uh, it is Evaluate Your Life Day, <laughs> which is every day for me. Always yeah. uh, check Wondering out. why you come in here every day? Check out my bank account. I'm wondering why I make the same mistakes that I made the day before. Every day. Check out my health situation. Do balance tests in the shower every day. Pray for my wife and kids. Just make sure things are in order. Mm-hmm. Just in case my time is up. Evaluate your life. Every day, not just today on October 19th. If you missed it at the top of the second hour, uh, I apologize if you didn't miss it, but I'm going to play it again. Here's Bobby Mack at about, what, 9.45 last night. Borchek gets the puck and he nudges it ahead to Chinikov. Going up the ice with Gabrikov. Chinikov passes it across. Gabrikov scores! And I got two! And, uh, boys, there's more than one way to skin a cat in baseball. The Guardians out hit the Yankees 44-28 yep. to 28 in the series. Yes. Held New York to a 188 batting average in the series, but... Ripping jacks. Yankees out homered Cleveland 9-3, to and that's why the chicks dig the long ball beam. Did you see how many runners were left on base, the disparaging, the disparity between no, that? No, what was that? It was like 38-22. They yeah. the left almost 40 runners. last night. Ducks on the pond. Yeah, it was a tough situation. Was the happy. Peace on the road. Was, was juiced uh, that the Guardians fans were so kind to allow me to jump on that bandwagon. I will reassess the situation as a Reds fan here in the offseason, depending on what Mr. Castellini is going to do with the franchise. Sell the team, Bob. You do that. I'm fully back in on the uh, the Reds train, but it was a fun road. Uh, I mean, it's house money, Shark, right? So, you yeah. know, you're very excited about that. I was juiced in a negative way. I gasped audibly when Matt Weiner asked Terry Francona that question yesterday. It was just, yeah, you're playing with house money, Terry. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Come on, Frank, you can't the look do that. On Frank hey, on his face. I'm rolling with Scary Terry. You can't do that. You can't do that. We bleed when we lose. Also, how about this? Juice in a very big way. I was reading this on 11 Warriors from Dan Hope. Paris Johnson Jr.'s foundation is a finalist for a national award. The Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation is one of seven finalists for the Football Writers Association of America Armed Forces Merit Award, an award given annually by the FD, FWAA to an individual or group within college football that has a military background or makes the impact on the military community. Johnson's foundation is up for the award and recognition in the work that he has, un, has done to help veterans in need. The Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation has raised more than $10,000 to help veterans, young student-athletes, and others in needs by serving serving more than 100 veterans in the process. Just last week, the Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation held a coat drive in Columbus to collect winter coats, hats, gloves, socks, hand warmers, and gift cards for people in need. It's a great job. That's got me juiced in a very positive way. All-time good guy, Paris Johnson Hello, Paris. I mean, he's a good dude, man. Paris, he's an aggressive dresser, too. I love it. Very, very aggressive. I couldn't get away with some of the stuff. But. Well, most dudes that are 6'6", 300-some yeah. <laughs> pounds wouldn't even try to get away with it. 
But you know what? Good for him, man. He's a great kid. Ryan Day, Young wonderful man. civilian, one that takes care of his own and one that takes care of who are less fortunate. And he does that through his foundation. These efforts that Paris does with his foundation are indicative of the leader that he is on and off the field. He is a conscientious young man, an incredible and sincere and thoughtful individual, and someone I can't wait to see succeed in life as an upstanding citizen. That had me juiced uh, this morning waking up to that. We'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with a re-rack. Hour number three of the program on the way next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. A couple of situations across Central Ohio to look out for on 270 Northbound and East Broad Street on the east side. Seeing a vehicle fire there. Watch for any crews responding to that. Also seeing a crash on 315 Southbound and I 670. This is near the Grandview, kind of Franklinton area. So watch out for that situation. And near the airport on 670 Westbound, just past Airport Drive, the right shoulder is blocked due to a crash. Next week of traffic in a few moments for now. From 10 TV's Wake Up Sea Bus, I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Wake up and smell the smelling salts. This is Morning Juice. Hour number three of the program for us on a Wednesday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Hopefully you're not stuck in traffic. It's a mess, Mitzi, this morning. You can always follow along for the fun on Twitter at Morning Juice 971. Mark Scheig of the Hockey Writers. He joined us in the 7 o'clock hour recapping the Jackets. Big first win of the 22-23 campaign last night. Got it done at Nationwide in overtime. Down 2 nothing early. Came back 2-2. Swiftly gave up a goal. And then John Hockey comes to the rescue. Great single play. Going to overtime. Boom. Winner. You're off to the races. Two points for them last night. So, good win. Great conversation with Mark Scheig of the Hockey Writers in the 7 o'clock hour. Here in about 30 minutes' time, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Row. He's going to join the program. We'll talk some Buckeyes with him. Chapter 2 of the Buckeye season coming up. Or would that be Chapter 7? Do we go chapter uh, by game, or do we go chapter by portions of the season? It's the, the second half of the... That's the second half of the season. I would say it's like the 12th chapter, but it's kind of like... Uh, like a Star Wars, that you break it up into trilogies, like you're yeah. breaking this up into half. So it's the beginning of the second half. All right. Chapter 7 slash 8. Yeah. I mean, does the bye week get its own chapter beam? It's a pretty quiet bye week. I mean, not for the coaches. They were out on the recruiting trail. Yeah, but no one got arrested. So yeah, that was, so that's, that's a, huge. a big win. Well, right. If someone, That's the real winner of the bye week. If someone would have done that, then that would have been a chapter. I don't feel like we need to give the bye week chapter treatment if it was pretty quiet, which it was here in Columbus, which is always good. So Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Row, he's going to join us coming up here at 835. We will talk some Buckeyes with him. Number one offense versus the number one defense in the country coming up here Saturday at noon at Ohio Stadium. Right now, time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. The best selection of pool tables and the best service in Central Ohio. All right, you can join Maddie Andrews and Tyvis Powell under the lights for the fans' high school football game of the week. Week number 10. Coverage of this week's matchup, Hilliard-Bradley at Dublin-Kaufman. It all starts Friday night at 6.30. And after the game, of course, stay tuned for high school football overtime featuring scores and recaps. Then when you get home, catch highlights from games around Central Ohio on 1st and 10. Friday nights at 11.15 on 10 TV. We're here, man. This is it. End of the high school football season. Going to the playoffs after this. Feels like a... Great football weather here in the state of Ohio last couple of days. By the way, for those of you that are going to the game or going to tailgate or anything on Saturday, it's supposed to be 69 degrees on Friday, high of 73 on Saturday. 3% chance of precipitation. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I wish I was going to the game Saturday. It's uh, it's going to be a great event, and it should be fun watching the Bucks beat up on Iowa. 
And it's that's the weather you get here, man. I know Bo always complains because yesterday was a lot more winter than fall. Yeah. Saturday will probably be a lot more summer than fall as well. If we can get, I'm with your thought process on this. If you get the bad weather out through the weeks, like through Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and you give me good Friday, Fridays, or give me good weather on Friday, Saturday, that's a win. Yeah, it's a big win. So people want to go outside, enjoy it. So you'll hey, you wake up in the morning. Turn the car on, get it warmed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's not exactly ideal, but it's a far better situation than ultimately sitting there on Saturday or going out in a game and your kids' stuff and just being miserable. So you'll take the good weekends, man. Everybody will. So you want a rainbow beam? You got to deal with the rain. Yep, you do. And unfortunately for one of our listeners, uh, Paul, he tweets at me. He said, good news, playing Sciota today. Bad news, teeing off in 55 minutes. Yeah, that's a tough day. Bring your rain gear and gloves. How's the Renault over there? Looks pretty stunning. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's been slammed. Oh, I bet. So I haven't even tried to get on. Just dealing with all that nonsense. And I'm not I'm not walking either. So <laughs> that's number one. They allow carts over there yet? Or I don't think so. I, I mean, I could file for a disability, I think. But outside of that, no. So I mean, I told you, I, I'm. I'm not a I'm not a walker of golf courses. If you want me to jog it, I'll do that. But that makes no sense. What you just said. Well, walking. I I find walking one of the most mundane and boring activities you can do. I love a walk. I, I know you do. You take walks every day with your dog. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the dog on a jog. We'll run together. If I'm going to be active, I'm going to get my heart rate up. I'm He's just... too big to take on a jog. Oh, he can. You He's... just gotta drag him. Well, that's true. I also would then have to jog, which could pose a problem for me. It'd be a great opportunity for you, Beam. This Start one block at a time. Twenty three is going to be your year. Is it? Yeah, I feel okay. I feel pretty good about that. A lot of big things on the horizon. Yeah. We're going to get you f- mm-hmm. back to fighting shape. Yep. I'm going to get. I'll, I'm heading over to Dayton tonight with AJ. Ooh, um, where at? Where we, are you going? Well, we're, diamonds. <laughs> we're not going to diamonds. Beam. That's upsetting. It, it is, but we got the show tomorrow. I don't think. I think the best entertainment comes on. Why after don't you 11. bring a Comrex and do the show live from Diamonds <laughs> at six a.m. tomorrow morning? I don't know if they'd still be open, and I, if they are open at six. Well, if you're with AJ, coach, there's no rules. I'm sh- I'm curious to see what it would look like. Who's in, who's in a, in a cabaret? Uh, the prince that was promised. Who's in him a ca- returning to diamonds? Who's in a cabaret at six a.m. on shark. a Thursday night in Dayton? Well, shark. Well, shark stops in at two on his way into That's work. That's right. Not at six. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, if you've made it all the way to six, or you've woken <laughs> up and driven in, I'm not sure which is worse. I think the if you're still there at six, you can maybe get away with that. If you're waking up at five thirty and going at six, that's a problem. Yep that uh, that's a bumpy situation, man. <laughs> Jackets four, Canucks three, overtime last night. Good win. They're off to the races now. Get the Nashville Predators at Nationwide Arena coming up tomorrow. Johnny Hockey, great solo goal that he scored last night. Justin Danforth got the number one play on ESPN Top Ten, Sports Center Top Ten. Puck was just bouncing around, all kind of crazy. Danforth knocks it out of the air. Good goal for the Jackets. They get things done 4-3 to three in overtime. Yankees take down the guards 5-1 to one yesterday, Game 5 of the ALDS. It was over really before it began. Aaron Savale getting only one out, allowing three runs. It's a tough situation. I mean, I would say that's not how you want to start a game, but that's pretty obvious. And an ERA yesterday of 81 um, it was a tough go round yesterday for the guards and Nestor Cortez. You come out, Stephen Kwan gets on base, top of the first inning. I think he saw two pitches, gets on base, gets a single, and then I think Cortez ended the inning with nine pitches. So your other three batters gave you seven. One, I, they just didn't do a great job of getting ahead on the starting pitchers for the Yankees. And then once Savali 
went out there and he had that mess and Stanton sent it over the wall in right field, man. It was um, it was going to be tough to come back, and unfortunately they didn't. I told you, be like, cut it off after the home run. Smart. I stayed engaged when it was 3-1. It's 3-1, 4-1. 4-1. 4-1. The problem is you leave mm-hmm. runners stranded, ducks on a pond. All you can get is one sack fly out of a juiced, bases juice situation. What was it, one out? Bases juiced, one yeah. out? yeah. And you can't get at least two runs in. Mm-hmm. We talked about our plan for victory. We did. The plan to win, Beam. Get a lead. Play from ahead. Get to the Yankees' pen. Defend the land. Good. Defend the land. None of those things materialized. And I wasn't going to sit there. And what did you tell me earlier? It's better to give up a 3-1 shot in the second so you have to, or first so you have time to get back mm-hmm. and get back in the game. No, I would rather watch eight innings of entertaining baseball and then just get stabbed in the chest at the end. But like, all right, flip it off, three-run shot, I'm out of here. Yeah, I stayed. So Meredith, first and foremost, was screaming at the TV. So she got home right as the game was starting around 4 o'clock yesterday, as she did with Cal Quantrill, was screaming to get Savali out of the game. It was 3 nothing. Then they got him out of the game with only one out. Uh, and then she was also, there was one out remaining in the game in the top of the ninth inning, and I was thinking about turning it off. I'm like, I can't, I can't watch the celebration. I can't, I can't do that to myself. And Meredith goes, how dare you? She goes, you're going to watch it, and you're going to like it, and we're going to sit here and see if they can rally back. And I said, whoa. All right. And she was throwing around the term we. And I'm like, you're a Reds fan. She goes, yeah, but we're Ohio, and collectively we're in this together. You're Ohio. I like that. We're all in this together, B. We are. We're all in this together. All the Reds fans that jumped off. When your boy, mm-hmm. Castellini, maybe we'll drive down to Cincinnati. We'll kidnap him. It'll be a, <laughs> it'll be a situation kind of like uh, Christmas vacation. I'll bring you Castellini in a bit with a big bow and deal in here tomorrow, in. Beam, so you can tell him exactly what you think. Oh, that would be a great conversation. We could probably have a three hour conversation with him. You think the Reds would would provide that for us? Three hour sit down conversation with Phil Castellini. Sit there and talk about the economics of why they don't really try to win. How the in, how the Guardians slash Indians over the last 25 years have managed to be the most successful team in, in the AL Central, but yet the Reds in the NL Central have elected really not to compete yeah, for the majority of the years. That's fine. Just who cares? Doesn't even matter. Where are you going to go? Nowhere else. That's where we're going to go. By the way, uh, I think all Guardians fans slash Reds fans who jumped on the Cleveland bandwagon or Yankees haters yesterday, what was going on with Mike Barnett? Mike Barnett is the audio, or not the audio, the video replay coordinator for the Cleveland Guardians. Guy had some strange calls in this series, Shark. Had a couple of strange ones against the Rays. And yesterday, I don't know what's going on with Barney, as Cito likes to call him. That, there needs to be a change made, because that was critical error he made. Yeah, you've got, I think it's 20 seconds to let the umpire know that you're challenging the call. And I don't know, and Barney's been really good. He, uh, he's he got a, a really good track record, but I'm, I don't All I can think is he may not have had the angle that we eventually saw. So he did the first angle where it looked close. When you're going down the yeah. line, it, because I thought initially the call was, did the tag of the base beat the runner? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it clearly did. But then when you see that side angle kind of from the first base's uh, coach's box, you know, when he dove, uh, Rizzo dove, you could see his hand get kind of stuck. Yeah. And it di- it never did reach the bag. I Yeah. And Tito said after the game that they saw it, 
but by the time they notified the umpires, it was too late. That's Billy, pretty wild. You get twenty situation. seconds. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd be. Oh, you mean wait? Could the game get any slower, stop, Shark? Could it this. get any slower? Why wouldn't you have until the next pitch? Well, if the defense knew that it was closed, <laughs> you'd see the pitcher throw something in eight seconds. Well, you do that in football. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hurry up. Next play, next play, next play. There's a little gamesmanship there, so you, yeah. may, you may burn a pitch to ultimately get get a call. Like that's Hey, you want to create some urgency and get the game speeding along? Do that. Panic you know, and passion. The batter, though, has to be in the batter's box. Well, so you step he w- out. He would step you out. Give him, you give him the 14 wristband mm-hmm. changes, uh, elbow brace, restrap. Grab the crotch. Grab yeah. the crotch, spit to the side. Kiss your bat. Rajay Davis tucks his necklace back in, unbuttons his shirt one lower, one button lower, mm-hmm. you know, it's all the way down to his navel. So he's just fully hanging out. Tell you what, Josh Naylor. Happy birthday, Rajay Davis, 42 Josh, years old. Josh Naylor was getting quite the treatment yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Fans. He's such a loose cannon, and he goes ballistic, oh, yeah. and he gets into it with the fans. He said he was I, a loose cannon at the buffet table, Shark. Probably. That dude is, he's a, he's a big boy. He's really rounding into form. Come on, you're a professional athlete. Well, hey, tell that to Dan Vogelbach. That guy's my hero. That, too, Beam. Every so, time I the first like the first World Series that I really remember watching was '95 when the Yankees won it, mm-hmm. and nothing. Every time I see the Yankees in the playoffs, I will always remember. Not in '95, but go ahead. '94 year was '94. '94 there wasn't a World Series. What year did the Yankees? '95 was the Indians. '95. When was the first year the Yankees won it? I remember '96. They won '96, '7, '8, 2000. Okay, so '96. I remember the the Indians making the run there. I, I vividly remember them losing that, but I'll never forget watching Cecil Fielder strut into that batter's box, <laughs> just lean right over there, pulling those pants up one oh. side at a time. Those pinstripes didn't make him look any thinner. <laughs> no, they were, they, they were very slimming, very slimming on him. Thinking this is what a professional athlete looks like right there, buddy. That's what I aspire to be. His boy Prince was just as big. Uh, I'm pretty sure his boy Prince took it to another level. (laughs) Because I don't think he was quite as tall. He was just a little rounder. Right. Tell you what, he could smash a cover off a baseball. Though. Both those guys could. Yeah, but don't ask him to run to first. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, funny. Dude, I mean, he was a liability. If you're a liability playing first base, you're <laughs> you're you're in pretty bad shape. <laughs> I mean, you're not moving a whole heck of a lot over there on the corner, Shark. No. <laughs> you've got pretty much, you've got your foot trapped to the bag. Yeah. You can't shuffle five yards inside. Yeah, we're big. within a 10-foot radius of the base at all times. Maybe 15, depending they, on what's they happening. They created the designated hitter for the fielder boys. Yes, they did. Uh, so, unfortunately, the guards go down. Their ride comes to an end. Youngest oh, team in gosh. baseball. Prince Fielder was listed at 275. I don't think he had seen what, 275. What was his height? Because I don't think... He I, wasn't very tall. That's, I don't he was 5'11". So. Yeah. That's <laughs> what so I'm saying. You could roll him out of Johnny there. Johnny Gaudreau is listed at 5'9". Probably weighs a buck 60. And maybe. Bl- Blankenberg, too. Yeah. He's just a little guy. You're telling me that Prince Fielder was 100 and some more pounds bigger and only two I'm, inches taller? I'm, I'm looking at Prince Fielder, dude. He was at least three stacks. <laughs> Ryan Day. He spoke to the media yesterday. You're going to hear from the coach coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. Seeing a bit of slow traffic in downtown Columbus. This is on I-70 eastbound near Mound Street. It's really starting to pack up a little bit. Also watch out for those slick spots as you approach that slow traffic. The left lane is also blocked on 23 northbound past Pickway Road because of a crash. So if you're driving through Lockbourne, watch out for that situation. And another crash I'm seeing just reported here. This is near downtown on South Front Street in West Mound. Looks like a couple of crews are on their way to that. Next check of traffic in a few moments from now from 10 TV's Wake Up See Bus. I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. If morning juice were a smell, it would be a combination of Ben Gay and undercarriage. Heavy on the undercarriage. This is Morning Juice. We here on The Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Hull Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can always visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Saw Ohio State release a C.J. Stroud hype video yesterday. Got me yep. juiced. Got me really juiced for the right. second half of the season. It's pretty sweet, man. It was nice to get away, and I enjoyed some college football. I didn't really get to sit down and watch like every minute of every single game. But it's good to have him back. It's great to have him back, Bob. Absolutely. That'll be nice. Give you something to do here. Because there's not a great... Last week, there was a great slate. This Mm -hmm. week, the slate's good. But it's not as dynamic as last week was going to be with the the real national landscape repercussions in games. There's a lot of things going on there. Yes, there is. Iowa houses the number one defense in college football. Ohio State houses the number one offense. In college football. Now, Buckeye defense, very good. Iowa offense, very, very bad. Here was Ryan Day yesterday during his media availability and his press conference about going against that vaunted Hawkeye defense. No, I think they, they're very good. You know, been been working hard and, and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to attack them. But they're they're very good in what they do. And, um, you know, just the minute you think that, um, you know, they're not going to change it up, they do. And very well coached. So, you know, there's a reason why they rank so high in, in year in and year out. They're one of the better defenses in the country. They do a great job. And so this will be a, a, certainly a challenge for the offense. All right. So you said something pretty interesting in the six o'clock hour. And I want to revisit that. That Ohio State so far, the first half of the season, one of your biggest takeaways is that they have really tried to establish, of course, more than last year to, to get the run game going. Yeah. Because you know, at some point, you are going to need it. Now, they've been very good at that aspect this year on the football field, but at the same time, you're going to need it down the road because you can't just shake up the Magic Genie bottle, poof, all of a sudden be like, hey, we want to establish Ooh. the ground game. What does it look like to shake that Magic Genie bottle? I don't know. Usually you rub a Genie bottle. Beam. Shake it? You shake the rub Genie it? around, then they won't be very happy. That's true. That's a good point. Rub the Magic Genie bottle. Absolutely. And you can't just conjure that out of nowhere. And you saw that last year against Oregon. You oh. fell in love with the pass. Yeah. You saw that last year against Michigan. You fell in love with the pass. Couldn't get anything established. Oh. They have made a conscientious effort to really establish themselves in the run game so far this year. you got to rub it the right way, Beam. Mm-hmm. you got to establish that with competitive stamina each and every week, getting better, dominating in the run. And that is a concerted effort that they have made. And you hear, I'm telling you, you hear Ryan talk about it. It's not... It's not random mm-hmm. that that's the case. It's not random that they're going out against Michigan State, who has the worst pass defense in the country, and making a concerted effort to run the football, to make sure that they know every week they can go out there and do it so it becomes part of their identity. So it's an expectation for their team. Ryan Day yesterday, and about, you know, you got Marvin who's going to want the ball. You've got 
Maybe Jackson's going to be back this week. I don't know. He was non-committal on that. Uh, you have, of course, Julian Fleming, who stepped up in a nice way, Emekek Buka. He talked about you can't focus on getting one single person a specific number of touches in the game, and I thought he had some pretty interesting thoughts on that. If you start worrying about that, you put yourself at risk of getting beat, and we can't do that. Uh, it'll happen naturally. We just got to go out and play, and we can't focus on or have expectations or focus on the number of touches, the number of runs, the number of throws, the number of catches. Those things, we have to take what the defense is giving us, and if that means... They're playing a two shell, and we got to run it. Or if they're coming coming down with an extra guy in the box, we got to take a one on one shot. And then that's what that's what uh, requires us to do. We will. And you know, if one guy's getting double teamed, he's getting double teamed. The ball's got to go somewhere else. We've seen that before. So no, that's one thing we have to make sure we guard guard from. You know, you've been up decently big in a majority of these games so far this year. Just for the number purposes of what this offensive split has been. You have thrown 176 passes between Kyle McCord and C.J. Stroud. Now, C.J. obviously getting the bevy of that workload. 160 pass attempts for him, 16 for Kyle McCord, 176 for the year. You've run the ball 228 times. Nice. I mean, that is way outweighing what you've done in the pass game. And when you've done the pass game, obviously you've been very good at it. C.J., leader in completion percentage, leader in touchdown passes thrown around the country as well. And he's got over 1,700 yards on the season. Now, I get it. You know, it's been a runaway in some of these games. You're not going to throw the ball all over the yard at the end of these games. But to your point, Bob, they know this and they truly have established that run game. Again, 228 to 176 so far. It's been very impressive, man. They've done a good job with it. And a lot of those runs that we talked about are coming in the second half and they've been salting games away. And you say Kyle McCord's 12 of 16. Yeah, 75%. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really turned him loose. And you know, Ryan's doing that out of courtesy to some of the other coaches to make sure that they're not just you know, scoring a bazillion points. But, you know, respect it with what they're doing. But that they've established that run game early, early in the game and then they get back to it and salt the games away. But it's been impressive to see. It's been fun to watch that. It's all driven by the offensive line, and that's what he wants to see. Ryan Day, um, I get the nervous shakes just thinking about this. Here was him thinking back to the game in 2017 against the Hawkeyes. That's a scar. It doesn't go away. Mm. And yeah, I've, I've, I've felt it this week for sure. You know, that, that week in particular, who was coming off the Penn State win, which is an emotional win, going into Kinnick, which is a very difficult place to play. And we turned the ball over. At that, you know, first play of the game was a pick six. I think it was the first play of the game. And then we fought ourselves back, but then turned the ball over too many times. It took a tough. That was a tough day for all of us. Yeah. Anytime you have a scar like that, it's real. We, you know, we've talked about it a lot to our staff. We talked a lot about it to our players. We talked a lot about you know as an offensive staff, and we'll continue to talk about it. This this team you know, it was always difficult to beat. Doesn't matter what year it was, and or what year it is. And then that year was was no different than it is this year. <laughs> the first cut is the deepest. I think is what Ryan's trying to say. Back then he just comes out there. That's a scar. Yeah. We remember that for sure. That was the last time you played these guys. Five years ago. And that was when Ryan, I believe, was a coordinator. That was, this is his fourth year as a head coach, I'm not mistaken. So five years ago, he would have been the OC. And understand you got behind, started chasing a little bit. Defense obviously wasn't great, allowing uh, the tight ends for Iowa to just really have themselves a day. Um, Got a familiar face at the tight end spot this week. Luke Lachey. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, Jim's son been over there, I believe a freshman, doing a good job. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be able to see him. But this uh, this Iowa offense isn't great. It's at home this time, uh, so you don't have to go to Kinnick, and it will should be a pretty good environment for the Bucks. I think that plays loud on Saturday. I think it will be. Week too. off, 
you know, fans are juiced up, ready to go. You had an away game. Competitive stamina for the fans, too. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since you had a home game. It was When you have that many home games and that many night games, I think people kind of got worn down. Uh, now you're back at home, ready to go. Get back on that wagon with some great weather and really get after it and get uh, well hydrated being before the game. Yeah, but beware the beast beneath the boards. Mm. Also, beware the beast in the parking lot. Speaking of that... Noted uh, tailgate hater. Well, I guess someone in his family. Spencer Holbrook of Letterman Row. He's going to join us. We'll talk some Buckeyes with him next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. Gabriela Garcia here. Not seeing any problem spots on those roadways aside from just those slick spots from that overnight rain and the rain that's coming through this morning. Otherwise, expect some lane restrictions, of course, weather permitting on the far east side of Columbus. This is both directions of I-70 between Hamilton and Bryce Roads. Those lane restrictions start at around 7 o'clock tonight. Should wrap up by about 5 in the morning. Next check of traffic in a few moments. For now, from 10 TV's Wick Bus, I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Here's a list of undisputed facts. Beamer is round. Shark was a swinger. And no one derails a show like Bobby Carpenter. No one. This is Morning Juice. Buckeyes. Back in action Saturday at the Horseshoe. Taking on the Hawkeyes for the first time since 2017. Right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Checking with the man who they call Chive. Spencer Holbrook of Letterman Row. Spence, happy Wednesday, bud. What's happening? Happy Wednesday, fellas. Happy to be back. All right, so chapter one in the books, or chapter six, depending on how you break this down for the Ohio State season. What grade would you give them, Spencer, so far? I mean, it hasn't been a lot of competitive contests. That first game against Notre Dame, the most competitive one since Jump Street. You pretty much rolled everybody else since then. Uh, Grade you would give the Buckeyes for the first half of the season compared to expectations of where they were at coming into the year? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. I think about giving them a B, but I guess it would be an A because I expected them to kind of roll through the first week, six weeks of the season, and that's exactly what they've done. Obviously, that Notre Dame game was a little different story, but there were some some oddities in that one that kind of made it weird. Uh, so I, I think it's hard not to give this team an A so far, uh, but you want definitely want to see them against better competition. I mean, it, it, it is fun, I'm sure, for people to sit at home and watch you know C.J. Stroud and those guys dazzle every week, but you would like to see – see a little bit more of, of resistance to know just what what you know the folks in Columbus are cooking with this year yeah I mean uh you know it's it's been an interesting time been rolling like you said early on outside of the Notre Dame game you know nothing has truly been all that close what what type of uh what are your expectations as you look at this Spencer with this Iowa defense obviously the offense isn't really much to write home about but defensively is there anything you can take from this game yeah, it's it's interesting, Bob, because uh, if you're trying to take something away from from this game, it would be can you run the ball on Iowa and can you can you do things that you've done against Toledo and Arkansas State and you know all of those other teams that you that you really throttled? Can you do that against an Iowa defense that you know there are some defenses that you look at the numbers through six weeks and you think they're a little phony, but this Iowa defense that that's not the case. They're very very good at what they do. They're very disciplined. I don't think they're really like spectacular at, at anything in particular. They're just pretty good at everything, which makes them an elite unit. Uh, so, you know, Ohio State does have a chance full. I think, I think it was fun to hear Kevin Wilson say that, you know, they, they've got uh, experience against Phil Parker. He's coached against them for the last 20 years, the, the Iowa defensive coordinator back when, you know, Kevin Wilson was at Miami. So he knows how to poke and prod this, this Iowa 
the defensive scheme, uh, you know, and figure out how to attack it a little bit. But, but uh, you know, that's the interesting part is just trying to crack the safe, as, as my, my pal Tim May says, uh, and, and, you know, pick the lock on this Iowa defense. If you catch my drift, yes. I'm sure he was swiftly followed up. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> as we catch up with Spencer Holbrook of Letterman Row with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Uh, Ryan Day speaking yesterday to the media during his weekly press conference saying there's definitely a scar there from the 2017 game, the last time you played the Hawkeyes uh, over at Kinnick. I mean, it was a disaster of epic proportions for sure for Ohio State. Now, the good news, I guess, for your players is that I don't believe maybe one or two guys still here on the roster uh, that was there for that game. I don't believe so, Spence. Maybe with the COVID year, I'm missing a guy here or there. Um, but what's your concern level heading into this week, knowing that the last time you faced these guys, uh, they just blitzkrieged you from the gates? Obviously, it's a revamped defense uh, for Ohio State that you have here in Columbus, but any concern about uh, the Hawkeyes pulling out all the tricks on Saturday with their offensive side being able to give Ohio State's defense a good run? Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Being the last time these two teams played, it was a it was a blowout. There was no there was no tricks even pulled out by Iowa. It was just horrendous play by Ohio State. And I thought it was really interesting. Ryan Day was that honest uh, yesterday when he talked about those scars, and you know, just remembering that game and it kind of shaped the way you know the rest of his tenure. You know, it, it's just crazy to think back to that to that afternoon after what we saw in that Ohio State Penn State game the week before, and you really thought the Buckeyes were turning the corner, and then you know. Poof! It's, that that went up in flames, and so yeah, it's it's weird that we're still talking about it because none of the players are there. But when you go five years between games, you you kind of have to look back and reflect. And I think there are five or six of those coaches still on the 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 staff for Ohio State, and so I don't think it has any bearings on you know what's going to happen Saturday in in the horseshoe. But also, it's one that you know Brian Day hasn't seen those Iowa helmets since they were storming the field and and going nuts and making T-shirts that that made fun of Ohio State after that game. So I'm sure he's got a couple things up his sleeve to try to uh, exact a little revenge, even if none of the players will remember what happened there. No, Iowa's front is still pretty good. Um, Spencer, you know, is that, do you think this will be a test at all uh, on either side of the line of scrimmage? Yeah, yeah, I do. And, I, you know, Iowa, not your parents, not your, your grandparents' Iowa offensive line. This, this unit's not as good as it probably should be. Uh, this year, but it still is a big, big, Big Ten West unit that, you know, the Iowas, the Minnesotas, the Wisconsins. Ohio State already handled that first challenge against Wisconsin, and this Iowa offensive line reminds me a lot of what Wisconsin threw at the Buckeyes. And so you wonder, you know, Braylon Allen had 160 yards for Wisconsin, but that oh, I think 75 of it were on, you know, against the twos. And so can Iowa establish a, a run game? Ohio State's going to have to be able to to not give up any big plays in the running game. I think Iowa's averaging under three yards to carry right now. So, don't see that being an issue. And then, you know, the, like you said, Bob, the Iowa front on the defensive side is, is pretty stout. And so Luke Whippler and those guards, even more than the tackles, uh, I think are going to have their hands full and they're going to have to make get a push for Travion Henderson, for Mayan Williams, for Dallin Hayden, uh, keep C.J. Stroud, Stroud upright uh, in the passing game. So, yeah, there's plenty of challenges on the field for this this game. It's not all, you know, Ohio State blowout uh, talk, but but there is a good possibility that this game could get sideways just because of how terrible, truly terrible Iowa's offense is. Yeah, they're not mm. good. Uh, they're one of the worst in college football if you're just now paying attention to the Iowa Hawkeye offense. And so this should be, 
you know, prove it game for the Buckeye defense. You're good. Top 15 in the country. Well, everybody else has shut him down. Uh, let's do it again. I know Ryan Day was pretty mom yesterday on the health situations of a couple of his guys. Mayan was a scratch uh, in their last game that we saw a couple of weeks ago. Trey running hard. He got that helmet right to the thigh. Uh, Jackson, of course, has been out. Tried to give it a go uh, after the Notre Dame game. Kind of got shut down. And, of course, the cornerback situation, Spencer. How's this team feeling health-wise heading into the second portion of the season? Well, the idle week certainly helped. Uh, and that's, I'm not breaking any new ground there for you guys on the radio waves, but also, you know, it's, it's never bad to be able to, to rest and recover in the training room. Bob knows that, you know, better than anybody being a former player, but you know, you've also got, you know, Matt Jones was dealing with a little bit of an issue. You, you had, like you said, Trayvon Henderson, Mayan Williams, you got to get both of those guys healthy and ready to go. So you don't have to kind of rely on Dallin Hayden and even the guy like Xavier Johnson in the backfield. Uh, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I thought it was interesting the comments Ryan Day made yesterday. It was a little more optimistic, I think, than he's been the last few weeks. Um, and that's just reading some tea leaves, not really uh, any insight, uh, any inside information there. But, you know, the, the, read those tea leaves of what Ryan Day had to say about getting Jackson Smith and Jigba back and the plan to, to incorporate him back into the offense. And it sounds like they're really excited to get him back in the fold, and rightfully so, but it also seems like they're going to get him back here soon. I think this team's feeling pretty good. Um, you've been able to watch – so many teams around the country beat up on each other uh, last weekend while you were sitting at home and, mm-hmm. and got your feet up and relaxing for a day. And then you can go right back to work on Monday and Tuesday and, and dive back into this thing trying to win a national title. So I think health-wise, they're feeling you know much better, obviously, than they were two weeks ago. And that, that can only mean good things against Iowa. He has Spencer Holbrook, also noted nephew of Aunt Karen Holbrook. Absolute drunken orgies. With us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Now, Ryan Day has echoed this to his team and to the media and everybody. Competitive stamina, competitive stamina, competitive stamina. It was also recharge week for Buckeye fans. Noon kickoff, horseshoe, beautiful day on Saturday. Uh, how would Aunt Karen feel about the parking lot situation that's going to go on with the tailgating for a, a massive noon kick against the Hawkeyes? Yeah, in this one, you know, it seems like not a lot of people are paying attention to it. It might be a little bit of a subdued noon tailgate crowd. Uh, she might actually be a little pleased with what she sees. So maybe that's a challenge to a lot of state fans to, you know, hey, make sure you make Aunt Karen mad uh, this weekend and, and really get after it from the 9 to noon hour and uh, and really, really get this thing going because, you know, nobody wants to see Aunt Karen happy with the tailgate situation. That would be a disaster. Nine to noon is not nearly enough time. I'm thinking like six a.m. to eleven. You got to go faster then. Yeah, it's going to be perfect, buddy. Always appreciate what? the time. <laughs> always appreciate the time. You're the best. Have a great day. Good stuff as always, and we'll check in again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate it. There he goes, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Row, with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We'll wrap things up on a Wednesday next morning. Juice right here on the Fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. Not seeing any trouble spots on those major central Ohio roadways aside from those slick spots on the roadways because of that overnight rain, the rain that continues through this morning. Again, maybe kind of keep your foot off that speed just a tad. Not a day for the lead foot. And also a day to watch out for lane restrictions coming overnight tonight on 670. This is between Neal Avenue and Grandview Avenue. It's in both directions of 670. Of course, these are weather permitting, but they are scheduled to last through the rest of this week. Next check of traffic in a few moments. For now, from 10TV's Wake Up Sea Bus, I'm Gabriela Garcia for 97.1 The Fan. Protein shakes and energy drinks. The breakfast of champions. This is morning juice. Wrapping things up here. Wednesday edition of the program. Your Wednesday becomes a first Friday miracle next. Uncle Bo and the boys, they'll be live till noon. We're just so upset for you, Shark. 
guards go down yesterday. Had a fun postseason run. Still can't get over the fact that Matt Weiner asked Tito if he's playing with house money. Oh. How do they feel about that? Beam, uh, as the Beatles once said, oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, da. Life, Life goes, goes on. on. And you know what? What the Guardians did. What they did. Got you right to the basketball season. Oh, I was uh, ready to... Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you can play us out with another oh. song afterwards. Uh, play, get this off. Get this off. Get that Gotta off. Gotta make it happen, Cavs. Get it off. Better song, this Gotta or the old 76er song. Oh, that was a good one, too. Yeah, it's a pretty solid one. Bob wants me to turn this off. All right, let me do this one, then. That was Hello Darkness. Since Bob brought it up about, I don't know, half hour ago. It's true life, real life right there. I forget what we were talking about. Um, first cut is the deepest. The, the, the Guardian's first postseason exit. Yeah. That's oh. right. It hurts. Mm. First cut is the deepest. So this was our year, Shark. Yeah. In their inaugural season as the Cleveland Guardians. I thought they were destined. thought they had exercised the demons. To shake off all those bad vibes of Indians past. They buried racism and put it in the coffin shark. And that was going to be their ticket to victory. Did they they bury that in the cemetery across the street from the stadium? Right where I'm being buried. They did. I'm going to dig that for you, Shark. That'll be a great grave for you. I love Cheryl Crow. So the good news is, if one day the Guardians ever... Do win a World Series. Hey, it's you may not, not be if, alive to witness it. It's when but you'll be there to experience it have from the fun grave with all the ghosts over there. By the way, we watched a little ho- Halloween movie last night. Nice. What'd you watch? I don't know. It's called um, Halloween Town. Hocus Pocus. Yeah, no, it wasn't Hocus. Po- I'm not a bit. There's a, there's a new Hocus Pocus that I didn't want to watch. Courtney was trying to get us to watch. Might scare like, you too much? No, I you don't want to. I'm not a big Hocus Pocus fan. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Oh, it was on. I don't know. Cursed, cursed. No, I never seen that. Cursed, it was. It's new. It's got Marlon Wayans, Kelly Rowland, and I mean, it's it's nice. it's a nice little deal. So yeah. after the guards, it was, it was like a nice little segue for our our middle two kids. After the after the Guardians game, when Meredith made me watch the final out. I didn't want to watch it. Didn't want to watch the Yankees celebrating. It's terrible. I man. turned on Space Jam. <laughs> Last night after the game, that's basically well, to watch the the monsters lose. That's what the Yankees yeah, are. Exactly, that's what I wanted to do. Tune Squad got it done. Absolutely. Epic comeback. MJ with one of the greatest dunks you'll see of all time. He's just stretching his his arm out. By the ninety way, feet. Space Jam one far superior to Space Jam two. It was space yeah, Space Jam, OG Space Jam, one of my favorite childhood movies. Haven't watched Space Jam two, and you gave it a pretty low rating. You don't. I my kids watched it. And I'm like, this is this is not what you need to be watching. I also watched the Goonies the other day. Now that's back. The Goonies. Yeah, it's great. Rocky Road. <laughs> that's why I call my. That's why I call my youngest son Chunk. I love you. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> I, mean, I want to do the trouble, trouble show. Do the trouble show. Shut mouth. So great. <laughs> Our Daily Fan Pool is sponsored by Dick Master Ford. Today's Fan Pool at 971 The Fan. Just I'll lob this to Sharp. That little kid grew up to go play at Notre Dame. Think about that. And also climbed Mount Earth. Doom and saved Middle Earth, Sean Aston did. And do you know who his agent is? I have no idea. John Favreau? Data. 
Is it really? Yeah. All right. That's Data fantastic. Data's in his 50s. He's an attorney. Very successful. Wait, Data out of what? Star Trek? Goonies. Uh, Goonies. Oh, they, oh, the little... Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, rerun from... In, Indiana or, Jones. Uh, Indiana Jones, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's the best, man. Yeah. I loved him. I didn't know he's he was so a successful good. agent. And, and Chunk he's got is very Martin. successful. He is. Chunk. He weighs about a buck sixty. Oh, oh really? Yeah, he looks really good. Uh, what are your expectations for the Cavs this NBA season? Shark, Eastern Conference Finals, top four seed, make the playoffs, miss the playoffs? Uh, make the playoffs. All right, make the playoffs. Top four seed? Why not just win the whole thing, Shark? Uh, well, you said expectations. Yeah. Of course, we our, our goal is to win the title. Mm-hmm. We did that in 2016. House money if you make the playoffs? Oh, stop <laughs> it. Stop it with the house He's money. He's asking the hard-hitting questions. Yeah. General had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow if they allow us? You good with that? I'm game. Here Wednesday is the first Friday miracle next. Uncle Bo and the boys live until noon. We're back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Everybody have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning, Gabriela Garcia here. A couple of situations to keep an eye out for. On the north side of town, Morse Road and Tamarack Boulevard, seeing at least one crew still on the scene of that crash. And on 315 southbound, just past Woody Hayes, a couple of crews are responding to a crash there. Have a great morning. I'm Gabriela Garcia with 10TV's Wake Up See Bus, and you're listening to 97.1 The Fan. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.